you grew up in uh, the big city of Steubenville, uh, which is a powerhouse. But, you know, you look back and, and what price, Shadyside's remained competitive, but look at Bridgeport, a power when we grew up yes. constantly. Yes. And, uh, you know, when they have five and five now, they think it's a successful season. So I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, St. Clairsville. Uh, that was the game of the night. Yes. Right. Yes. And they did, and St. Clairsville was getting five and a half points, I believe. I, mean, uh, I can tell you that. I can tell you yeah. that right now. Because, um, that, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, they were at three and a half. You know, it was three and a half. Drop. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. They were down 13-12 for a long time yes. in that ball yeah. game last Yes. Year. And then they went, just like they did the week before against Belair, these methodical drives where they mix it up, Walker, the, the, the feature back. Uh, I did watch the highlights on uh one of the uh, local TV shows last night, and the, the two-point pass at the end reminded me of Patrick Mahomes. Vera was rolling right, yes, and the kid was running a little flag pattern in front of the in front of the just cone. Push back. He just, he just, he just flung a sidearm. Side side yep. it was right there. It was yes. pretty cool. He's uh, become a pretty steady quarterback. He has. Doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Uh, manages the game well. They mix it up between different players, and they've got some good speed on the outside. So what do you think? What, that's what I was just going to say. What do you think they can do? Do you think they can, you know, make a little run in the playoffs? I think they can get two rounds in, yeah. maybe the third round. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting better. Yeah. Mark of a good coach. Coach McClain. Oh, yeah. Very nice yeah, job. Yeah. yeah, you do your best coaching when you struggle early, I think. Um, real quickly, uh, Cameron rolling over Valley, and Cameron's always good in their little class, but come the playoffs, um, you know, sometimes they, they have, uh, and Valley's one of those schools that was a real decent single way growing up, big kids, but they've fallen on hard times. And the Burkett kid had three touchdowns in last night. Tyler County and Buffalo 44-19. Brook cruises over Oak Glen, who was very good. They got screwed out of the playoffs during the COVID year two years ago. Uh, Weir gets beat 42-13 to by Williams. That's Dunn. surprising. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. That's surprising. Your alma mater, Steubenville Catholic yeah. Central. Won a tight one. 15, 14. I was happy. I, I really yeah, like your coach. Yeah. I really yeah. like it. Coach Meeks a terrific Great player. guy. Great Very guy. lucky to have him. He's a uh, superhuman being. And really he's is. A terrific yeah. football yes. coach. Do you know him well, Mike? I know him pretty well. He's a good guy. He helped me get the job at YSU. We go back. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell, tell him the Pine Room Podcast uh, uh, said hello. Because we, we had him and their guys. Well, we, was at, we were at Scafidi's. We did a show at Scafidi's. Oh. Nice. Oh, yeah, and it was really nice. You remember the old Scafidi's in Mingo Junction? I do not. Oh, oh. They only served two steaks, deep-fried shrimp on the pewter platter, but those steaks were mm-hmm. just a die for. Yeah, yeah. tell, tell yeah. Coach we said uh, I will. Okay, t- uh, Brooke, or, uh, not Brooke, um, St. Barnesville rolls 63 over down Charlotte. There's, there's Monroe Central, zero. Yeah, yeah. There's, they're very good. Yeah. We talk about that a lot on here on the high side especially. Uh OBAC good or playoff good? Always, uh, obviously, we know Big Reds always playoff good. Uh, you wonder Barnesville, the St. Clairsville's, even the Shady Size. Edison, Edison, Edison. Yeah. Edison's really good. Yeah. They 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 pounded Harrison last night. And they have a big quarterback who's very six, athletic. Six five, I think. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. really good. He's a playmaker. And no running yeah. back is a stud. And they're still, yeah. they're so still unbeaten. Yeah, they're 7-0. And that's a great story uh, over at Edison. They're terrific administrators over there. My friends, Matt Morris and Bill Beatty. Oh, no. West Liberty oh, uh, baseball no. guys. Yeah. Um, they uh, hired, you know, they hadn't done uh, so great with their, their uh, had a lot of ups and downs with their football program. Mike Colopy, who was there, doing well, what a, a great job he's doing. Job Jeez. as the baseball coach. Oh my Bill, God! Bernie Ironman say he can coach football too, and look what he's done. Oh, hey. He's unbelievable. I'll get to that in a minute about that. Forty-nine, fourteen, Edison. We talked about Central rolling over Martin's Ferry. 
Coach Young, I saw you at Abby's. Uh, you left before. I could thank you for the cocktail you sent over. Uh, Steubenville Big Red um, rolls over uh, Taylor Allardyce. That's where baseball guys, that's where Willie Stargell's kids went to school. They they win 32-6. to six. And today we have Shadyside at Belair noon. Zip over there. Some good crisp football weather since WV has a bye and Ohio State doesn't play until 4. Or listen to it on WKKX. Are yeah. you doing it? No, uh, Jerry and oh. Ryan. Oh, maybe I'll stop and say how those guys are. And something about those 12 o'clock games at Belay, man. Just yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a great feeling. I love it covering is. those games. They're yeah. fun. Except it's when it's 80, 90, 90 degrees. degrees. So that's why <laughs> that it's so fun. You know, that's tied up in some old trust or will that they're, they're, as long as this name, Nelson Field, nobody can find it. They're not allowed to have lights. So we don't know if that's urban legend from 100 years ago, but <laughs> everybody's been trying to find out in writing. Toronto, Madonna also. Uh, with that being said, on closing, you talked about a guy coaching um, – and, Bob, we'll, we'll get to – I'll sign off after this little rant, and we'll get to Dr. Bales in the next uh, uh, segment. But they fired Paul Christ uh, at Wisconsin, a Wisconsin man or however you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, he was, which uh, I thought was terrible. Yeah, which – look, I, I get the offense, He's he, but he's a nice guy, yeah. a good guy. A uh, Wisconsin guy. And, he, and, and, again, he's a 67-25 and 25, uh, guy, but if you take all the little – early games, you know, to win three without even looking twice. Maybe his record isn't that good. But he, to me, is a guy, to your uh, allegory here, that should be coaching high school with a gray sweatshirt that just says coach <laughs> and has all three sports, <laughs> you know, baseball, football, and basketball, just like the old style, you know. Just coach, just coach across what, the wasn't gray, there a TV show that was just called Coach? Wouldn't yeah, that yeah, that'd be great. I'll just coach for that. And, uh, yeah, just a good guy. And, of course, a lot of rumors, you know, they need their offense fixed. Everybody thinks Jim Leonard, young guy, is the next guy because he's a defensive guru. Well, guys, take a look at your defense this year. They've been getting blown out, and not just by Ohio State, but everybody thinks it's to get into running for another true Wisconsin man, uh, Lance Leopold of Kansas, yeah. uh, who's going to spruce up the offense. Ooh, he's done that's, a great where, job. that's where, you know, Barry Alvarez is not AD anymore, not that he doesn't have uh, uh, say, Tim McIntosh is, but – if you want to go in a different direction, I don't know, no, no disrespect with Jim Leonard. I mean, his pedigree is great. But you want to spice it up in today's offense, I think Lance Leopold, you got to at least fire off at him. Well, I right? hope he doesn't leave Kansas, so. Yeah. Man. Uh, well, listen, hey, can we go to break? to structural, fire, and water emergencies. We are combating COVID-19 with our highly trained staff and latest disinfection systems, providing preventative and reactive disinfection to facilities around the region, while working with area hospitals on isolation areas and air filtering. At Panhandle, we continue to follow social distancing and hygiene protocols. We are dedicated to our community, and together, we will get through this. Hey man, what can I get you? Yeah, can I have two Coors Lights? You got it. 
With a taste as cold as the Rockies, only Coors Light gives you refreshment every time. Here you go. Thanks, Mike. Doing a great job. All right, two ice-cold Coors Lights. Um, that's the coldest beer I've ever had. Hey, they don't call it the world's most refreshing beer for nothing. Okay, be honest with me. Do you really have the Rocky Mountains in your beer cooler? You don't believe it? Check it out. Man, that's pretty amazing. I know, right? I can't believe it myself sometimes. I mean, this cooler is only three feet wide. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With great beer comes great responsibility. Wheeling Coin and Hobby on 10th Street in Wheeling next to the Bridge Tavern in downtown Wheeling wants to buy any and all unwanted gold and silver jewelry. They are paying top dollar for 10, 14, 18, and 22 karat gold plus 925 sterling silver. They also want to buy collectible coins and paper money from before 1933. Wheeling Coin and Hobby is open daily from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Coin and Hobby, 304-232-8430 and add them on Facebook. Save 11% on all your outdoor storage needs at Menards. Suncast outdoor storage sheds keep your gardening tools, bicycles, and outdoor equipment organized and protected with steel-reinforced double-wall construction, metal hinges, and lockable handles. Get peace of mind with 11% off all Suncast storage sheds now at Menards. Good through September 5th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Once again, Toyota is the best resale value brand according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So stop waiting and check out a new Camry available with all-wheel drive and a 24-valve V6 engine delivering an impressive 301 horsepower. Or check out a stylish Venza with an all-hybrid powertrain and 40 miles per gallon. Visit buyatoyota.com and reserve yours today. Toyota, let's go places. Tighten up your chin strap and lace up your cleats. It's time for the Saturday Morning Sports Huddle. Brought to you by Paul Harris at Harris Law Offices in Wheeling. Tune in radio app. Stream it at the watchdognetwork.com. Good job. And the Stack and Frio, Frio and Stack hotline. hotline. All right. And John Lennon, he was with the Beatles. I know you're not familiar, Mike, with a lot of the Beatles. Uh, he <laughs> felt just a post-breakup, but... Uh, um, Thank you for that. That was Revolution. A bit of information. The great uh, new every day. John Lennon. Hey, uh, Bob, we going to give Julian a call? Hello? Hello? John? Can't tell from here. We're giving Dr. Bales a call? Uh, Doc, that's what I was doing, sir. Uh, have him on hold here right now. I can't answer you and be on the phone, Doc, so you got to give me a couple seconds here. We, we have him now. Okay. Hey, uh, guys, but we're, we're on this podcast, Pine Room Podcast, so we're muddling through it as best we can. Dr. Bales, are you there? 
I am here. Good morning. Good morning, Julian. Uh, and you are indeed the uh, world-renowned neurosurgeon, uh, NFL fame, CTE fame. Is that correct? I got the right, Dr. Bales? Uh, yeah, I think that's what I told you, so that must be right if I said it. Okay, all right. Uh, great to hear you. I got uh, Mike Florak. Somebody just handed me a Bloody Mary with my cigar, Julian. We're doing this outside uh, simulcasting with the podcast. We got Coach Delbrug, who heads the Pinery Podcast, Ross Johnston. Yeah, remember, it's a family show. It's a family show. Uh, we got uh, Bob in the studio, Slider, and Mike Florak, former Youngstown State baseball coach, Duvenville Central standout. Hey, before we get into CT and concussion, and, uh, um, you know, you're, I, I want to tell you, because you're on, I liked LSU getting three at home from Tennessee. I liked uh, what Kelly has done with that team. I know a lot of, uh, but they don't give up. They were down 17 nothing, I think, early to Auburn last week. Uh, and I know you're an LSU guy, and we'll get into Northwestern and WVU, too. But that's my upset pick of the week. Certainly, I like the spread with LSU getting three points at home. I know you still follow him. Your thoughts on Coach Kelly and uh, the turnaround of the program since they got rid of uh, Coach uh, Ed Ogeron? Well, I think everyone has great anticipation and optimism about Coach Kelly. You know, it, was, it was striking contest, uh, contrast to go from the beloved Cajun, uh, great personality Ed Ogeron in the season they had. Uh, but uh, Brian Kelly's a proven winner, and uh, I'd be very shocked if he didn't build a top five or better program. So I think you saw in the Auburn game, you know, some good coaching and, and, and a great comeback. You know, and I want to emphasize to the audience, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Bales, Julian's a great football guy, and there are a lot of people you think of doctors, particularly neurologists and neurosurgeons, some eggheads coming out of the the uh, lab, uh, but nothing could be further for the truth. Uh, Julie and I go back at least 20 years. Also, you're at Northwestern now, and one of my favorite coaches who is loyal there, and I love Pat Fitzgerald going over to I Ireland and seeing his relatives and and uh, beating uh, Nebraska, which resulted eventually in the firing of Coach Scott Frost. Um, but he, everybody thought he'd bounce back a little bit this year, but what's the atmosphere uh, with Pat this year struggling two years in a row. You know, he made a couple of Big Ten championships not too long ago. Well, it is obviously disappointing. Uh, I think he's a terrific coach and has so many positive attributes, and, and the program reflects that. I don't know if disappointing that, that they started out with that win in Ireland, and then uh, they have kind of faltered, and they just can't seem to find uh, – and the ability to hit on all cylinders. They have some good players, as they have had in recent years. So uh, it's a challenging uh, remaining part of the schedule. Yeah, I know. Um, it does look tough. Hopefully you can somehow get the 6-6 six and six or salvage something. And uh, your other love, you were here uh, at WVU for many years. Uh, uh, they got pounded down at Texas. Um, cries for... Coach Brown and even Shane Lyons to be dismissed from their job. Of course, a $16 million buyout for Coach uh, Brown uh, came out of Kentucky. Uh, that was quite a pounding down in Texas when it was hoped after they uh, beat Virginia Tech um, that uh, WV might be able to salvage something, maybe 6-6. Six and six. And, um, you know, it's, you, you had some thoughts on that game, I believe. Well, that, that game obviously was one we had hoped that would be a little bit of a turning point in the season where they really exert themselves. They have a lot of good players this year as well. But again, I think we're seeing that these programs of promise, it's a different matter to kind of put it all together. Uh, I also was uh, 
taking them back a little bit by the fact they, they reported four concussions in that game, which is very unusual to have that many. It's unusual to have uh, more than two. Uh, have four is unusual, including the, the prolonged on the field time with uh, the running back. So uh, hopefully that can get straightened out uh, the rest of the season as well. Hey, um, now to, with that segue with concussion, we'll get back. And obviously, um, as we discussed, uh, we'll talk in general terms. Last week, um, you know, when I did a, when I did the show, you know, it's like you see something happen, a broken leg, a head injury or whatever, and suddenly every athlete, everybody, it's, every commentator becomes a physician. And every physician becomes a neurologist or a neurosurgeon. And I was trying to explain uh, that, you know, when you have a kid at any level that wants to play, okay, that's a warrior, and he may pass the physical exam. He may pass, his scans may all be negative, MRIs, X-rays. He may pass the concussion protocol. He may pass the, the cervical spine test. And you're asking him if he's having any symptoms, tingling, and headache, blurred vision, and he's saying no, 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 uh, and you're still suspect, okay, but you can't prove it, all right, because the kid is just not going to complain, and we're talking about some tough, uh, a tough uh, player, obviously, uh, how difficult that is, even when they come into my office, because you know, I know when somebody's coming up, a central player, and they got uh, a big game coming up against uh, Shadyside or Belair or vice versa, and they want to play, and they're scared to death to admit that they have any symptoms because I'm going to cancel it. Um, would, you know, sometimes people have to understand physical exams and negative scans, uh, passing physical exams, don't necessarily, you know, 99% binding. There's no sensitivities or specifics. But how do you deal with that? I mean, you've you know, been on a professional level, college level. When somebody you just suspect is hurting a little bit, but they're just blatantly lying to you, not being mean about it, but they just want to play. That's a great question because that's really where we're seeing what's kind of hit, hit, rubber hitting the road right now. So, you know, concussion is a, mainly a subjective injury, meaning, uh, well, you can see some things like un imbalance and loss of consciousness and seizing, uh, jerking of the arms, or you can see uh, uh, disorientation. But it's mainly subjective. It's how you feel. And there's no... X-ray tests, CAT scan, MRI, those show it because by definition those are normal. There's no bleeding, there's no swelling in the brain. So this is really where experience, a high level of suspicion, and where the doctors kind of have to work to, to protect the athlete. Uh, you know, if you, especially the higher level you go and play, if you take that athlete off the field and if you take him in the locker room uh, uh, to play a, a quieter assessment environment, you can just see their, their adrenaline levels fall, and they are so keyed up uh, naturally to play, and they're at a very high level out there. This is tough to, to figure this out, and, and I guess you just have to try to err on the, on the side of caution. You know, you know I, I like how you put said the eye test because, you know, kids may walk into my office, and obviously I'm not every high school game, and it's not filmed. In my opinion, uh, after, you know, watching something, uh, it'd be a week ago Thursday, in my mind, if with the eye test, seeing what happened, I would have it in my mind. I don't care how many MRIs, how many physical exams a particular kid uh, passed. He's definitely not playing the following week just by the way he landed on the turf or whatever. 
And um, maybe that's been overlooked. We've been a little, I don't want to say penny wise or pound foolish, but to the naked eye, certain injuries look bad, and then you're amazed the next week they're back out there. Uh, What about about a guy who limps off the field and you can tell that he can't go because of his leg or his ankle or something like that, and uh, you can tell that he's not getting around very well, are you going to hold him out the next week too? Well, you know, those things, I was just going to come to you, Mike, on that a little bit. Uh, those things are a little subjective. You know, right. obviously, you can play with pain on certain injuries. You don't want to mess around with head injuries, but don't play injured. And, I mean, I go back, and anybody has been a Steeler fan, when Turkey Jones body oh, slammed Terry right. Bradshaw, yeah. I mean, you saw him bouncing up and down, and all of a sudden he takes one play off, he comes back. That could never happen today. No. So, and there's um, numerous stories about uh, NFL players and other players at the major college level, wherever, forgetting a total series of downs or forgetting a, a whole quarter uh, because of a, a head injury. So, uh, so well, Joe, Joe, uh, Burrow, Joe Burrow came out yeah. this week and said that it ha- had happened to him on numerous occasions, that he didn't remember the, inga- the game or parts of the game. Wow. So, unfortunately, it's still happening, apparently. Is there, Doc, do you think we're seeing more of these injuries, these, these concussions? Is it the size and the speed of the players? Is it just uh, more capability to diagnose the injuries or more attention to it? Or uh, is this something that's just um, been going on for years and years and years, and now we're just you know, setting a, a bright light on it? You know, it's it's hard to know. I I wonder. First of all, you know, they're still getting bigger, faster, stronger. But I wonder if all the reduction in contact in practice and preseason has made them a little less paradoxically and ironically a little little less battle hardy. And that's why they come out there and wow. they're getting rocked so much. The NFL two weeks ago reported wow. that. Uh, two concussions last weekend. They reported twelve. So you know, and you it know, seems like lately at the NCAA level and NFL, you're seeing more people carted off. You you know that's a great point, and I would never have thought of it except this week. I was listening to somebody that said basically we have contactless or minimal contact practices now in the NFL and even in college. Even in high school, uh, yeah. and uh, boy, that that would be a great, uh, like you said, paradox. Um, but you know, I never thought of that with head injuries. But that's uh, really, really something. I'm going to turn it over to the panel. We got MGD Coach Delbrug. You got any questions? Yeah. Or yeah, Doc, do you think they'll? Is there any more room to improve the the helmets safety in the helmets? I mean, I'm sure that well, they've good done all the technology up to date, but is there any more that you think they could do to prevent all these concussions? Yeah, that's that's also a good question. No, I mean, the helmet has continued to get bigger. They keep stuffing more foam inside of it. The underlying problem is not putting more and more layers on the outside. The underlying problem is the brain that's free to move and slosh inside the skull. It floats in there, and when you suddenly hit and stop, the brain still reverberates and moves and tears and stretches fibers. You know, when I was at WVU, we started working on this collar, now called the Q collar. It was acquired from WVU, and uh, a lot of players are wearing it now. What it does is gently provide pressure on the jugular vein, so there's a little more venous blood left in the cranium. 
and the brain can move back and forth. Look, the automobile industry learned this in the 1950s. You don't protect an occupant of a vehicle in a crash by putting more and more layers of steel on the outside of the car. You do it by restraining the passengers with three-point fixation seatbelts and airbags, and that's what this caller is doing. Well, I've, I've wondered about, you know, these improved techniques. That is a great uh, question, Coach. Are the helmets just, do we need, that they have to be hard helmets? Is there some kind of pleather or leather or something thick? I mean, I'm not going to the Ditkas today, but right. without helmets. But I'm beginning, I'm beginning to wonder if we need to go back close to that. Ross, you got anything? Uh, doctor, I was wondering if uh, what your thoughts were from the beginning to end in the Tua saga. Um, well, I don't. Oh, you can't. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize you weren't allowed to. Um, we were talking about helmets. Uh, remember Mark Kelta from the Bills? Yeah. He had that, that shell that was designed. To, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He, he took a couple hard yeah, hits, and that absolutely. was twenty some years ago. Yeah. And and you didn't. That never caught on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so the uh, the protective helmet thing, uh, like Doc said. Uh, like the covering yeah. over top of it? Yeah. They use it like a double helmet. Yeah, it was like yeah. an extra shell on the yeah. outside. Yeah, they use it in practices still. Yeah. 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 Now there's yeah, that, that was, on covering on top of the helmets. Now. That, that was in the 1990s. It was called a pro cap. And three guys in the NFL okay. wore it. Kelso, Steve Wallace with the 49ers, and and, uh, and Entman, Steve Entman with the Colts. But it was a Velcro attachment, and it would come off. It was kind of candy ass. It would come off, and you know, it would oh, sometimes one game that would roll down the field, look like the guy was decapitated, and they stuck oh. it on backwards. <laughs> I remember and, that. And, and, I remember that. And, you know, but, Coach. But now they're 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 wearing something in practice called the guardian cap, and it may do a little bit. They just wear it in preseason uh, practice, uh, uh, but uh, it, it's not used otherwise. Look, you can keep putting more and more layers of steel on the outside of the helmet. It doesn't change the human anatomy. The, the brain is floating inside the skull. You've got to limit the brain movement. If the brain doesn't move, it doesn't get injured. All right. So let me play the devil's advocate. I'm a big fight fan. I do a lot of ringside positions. You know, those guys get cocked, cold cocked, you know, several times during a fight. You can go back to the Hearns Hagler. We all know about punch drunk and you know, you listen to Tommy Hearns talk these days, you wonder, you know, what happened to Muhammad Ali, you know, if that's Parkinson's, then uh, I got some swamp uh, swamp property on the island to sell you. Uh, but um, uh, we're, I know there's no national commission in boxing. I know there's no benefits. I know there's no union. Um, have you had any experience uh, with uh, fighters in uh, CTE at all? Uh, yes, sir. They, they were the first to really be recognized with the, the syndrome dementia pugilistica back in right. 1929. I think I dated a girl with that name once. Wouldn't you think that every boxer then would have some type of concussion at some point? Every boxer. Every fight maybe, too. Every uh, The amount of, of punishment the, the head and the brain takes. Well, yeah, and look, it's, it, concussion just means a doctor or, or somebody recognizes that they all get, you know, sub-concussive hits, and that's the issue. Junior Seau played football 30 years. He had a bad case, CTE, committed suicide. He never had one concussion. Mike Webster played 27 years, never had one diagnosed concussion. It's not the recognized or diagnosed concussions. Wow. It's the exposure to thousands and thousands of hits. Most people don't 
don't get CTE, but that's probably where the risk of CTE lies. Uh, and there's no quantitative aspect like um, you could see it in somebody that just plays five years in the NFL, and you could see somebody with 15 years. Uh, I mean, obviously the risk would go up with CTE the longer you played, but um, I've read some cases where um, just four or five years in the NFL, they can develop it later in life. Uh, yeah, it's certainly possible, and probably like everything else, you know, there's a genetic contribution that has never been figured out, uh, a genetic risk, but why can some people smoke and not get lung cancer, some sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, on an aside, um, my son Ian's here, he just finished up University of Kentucky, he sends his best call. Oh, terrific. Oh, thank you. Yeah, return the greeting. I will. I remember in his listen. basketball days. Yeah, staying at your place, yeah. Um, uh, I remember him remarking that your house is nicer than our house, but that's okay. <laughs> Not anymore. Hey, uh, yeah, listen, um, we got a few more minutes here, and uh, I wanted to, I do, sorry I missed you at the Northwestern game I was at a few years ago, but um, I, hopefully we can hook up soon. I really enjoy, you know, your willingness to come on the show. I think it's fourth or fifth time. I know the ownership, you may have heard of uh, Mr. Robert Simmons is listening in. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure he's enjoying a nice, relaxing uh, day in his easy chair, I hope, right? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your final thoughts on I, – I, look, I, I'm almost at the point, I guess is what I'm saying, is you read about these crazy – car things and people just selling waivers or signing waivers before they go in. I could get decapitated. I, and, uh, I won't sue my family won't sue. Are we at the point now? Cause I just see these lawsuits coming, coming, maybe even filtering down to the college and high school levels that the NFL needs to, and maybe even college just needs to sign an all forgiving waiver. I know the risk of playing pro football and no matter whether I lose a leg or I can't talk in 20 years or walk right. Um, but do you see any of that uh, coming or something? Because it just sounds like you said four concussions in one game, um, everything else. I mean, you can only do so much. It's a violent sport, as is boxing. Um, and uh, do you have any thoughts on that uh, coming down the pike? Well, no, I think the popularity and the participation rate is, uh, is so high that uh, I don't see that. Mr. Fitzsimmons would be an expert. Maybe he could answer that question, but uh, I don't see it. Doctor, uh, what about age limitations? I mean, uh, over the years I've been saying, that, uh, and you've been, I've been hearing that, you know, youth football could go away because they don't want the collisions at that size and the kids having collisions all those years in a row. Is that a possibility? Is that anything that's ever been talked about for real? Or, like you said, is the popularity just too great? Well, you know, parents and, and athletes uh, and, and people, the public, watch football. And uh, in disclosure, I'm the medical head of Pop Warner football. I have been for 14 years. Uh, we're the oldest and largest youth football league in the country. We have over 4,000 games every weekend. I don't get paid for it. I do it because I love the game. And we made a lot of changes in 2012 or 13. We eliminated all contact drills to the head in practice. So. Our concussion rate is less than 1%. And we've done all that I think we, we can do to, to realistically change the sport, make it safe. So, it's a, you know, nobody forces people to play, obviously. We have flag football as well. We've had it for a long time. 
not that many people want to participate in life football. They want the real thing. So we'll have to see. I, I don't think that uh, it's going to go away, and we have to continue to do everything we can. But we've made a lot of changes. We eliminated the kickoff, uh, another high-velocity dangerous play for the little kids. Uh, we took linemen out of the three-point stance, so they don't have this obligatory head-to-head contact on every play. So we've done a lot at the Pop Warner level, and uh, and I'm sure the high schools have as well. So I, I think it is not as safe as it's going to be. And look, there's uh, probably a hundred, probably hundred kids a year get killed on bicycle accidents. So I always say, if they're not at football games or practice, what are they going to be doing? At least for me, growing up in Louisiana, being a teenager was not a risk-aversive age. Uh, so um, uh, it's you know it's a parental choice. You know, uh, that's a great point. You know, I remember, you know, Ian was uh, anxious to get out of flag football, I think, third or fourth grade. I talked to some people, and they said, look, you get on more on with flag football by fifth, sixth grade with no helmets, the risk of their head injuries, you know, those little kids running around all padded up and everything, um, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah less, absolutely. Less risk. Uh, um, but you you made the point about, or you made the point about age, you know, um, West Virginia Boxing Commission a couple of years ago made this 40 or more if you want to fight. Uh, you've got to get cleared. You've got to get an MRI of your brain, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of these fighters don't have insurance. I actually talked to the commissioner, and I said, look, there's nothing magic about 40. If you've had 50 fights by the time you're 30, 35, and maybe a guy's just fighting every two years by the age of 40, I said, he goes, well, we just followed the New Jersey uh, recommendation. I said, you know, you do what you want to do, but it's about the quantity of blows to the head, not necessarily. I mean, I don't think I want anybody over 50 fighting, but uh, I said, I, if somebody comes to me and has only fought five or six times, you know, they only go three rounds, uh, what's, what's, what makes 40 the magic age? Sorry, Mike's trying I, to get I, in. I'm here. doing my counselor pal here. I have my hand up. Um, <laughs> the, Doc, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I read somewhere that per player, soccer players experience more concussions than oh, football great players. question is, is that true uh that could be true and soccer is number one for girls sports for concussion so uh you know it's a high velocity running kicking sport and uh, they hit they collide each other they hit the ground yeah we saw two as concussion when he hit the ground and hitting the back of your head is particularly injurious so you can break your fall the the your arms are not in back of you, so uh, yeah, hitting the ground. Uh, so soccer is uh, number one for for girls' sports. Women headbutting me too—that's not pleasant. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I know that's ever happened. Hey. <laughs> Dr. Bale, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Good luck. Thank you very much, thank Doctor. You. you guys got a great panel. I enjoyed talking to you. Fight and uh, go LSU.
AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 W. News. I'm Dave Packer. Russia says a truck bomb that set off fuel rail cars has collapsed part of the bridge linking it with Crimea and that three people died in the attack. ABC News contributor Colonel Steve Ganyard, a former Defense and State Department official, says that bridge is a key supply line for Moscow's weakening war effort in southern Ukraine. This is a bridge that would carry 15,000 cars a day. It supplies, it's the main supply route for the almost two and a half million people that live in Crimea. But more than that, this was Putin's baby. This was the way to solidify the Russian uh, central territory with the Crimea that he took in 2014. As Russians retreat, a series of explosions rocking the eastern Ukraine city of Kharkiv sending towering plumes of smoke into the sky, triggering a series of secondary explosions. Speaking out, a woman slashed on the Las Vegas Strip and a stabbing rampage Thursday, leaving two dead, including her friend. ABC's Irene Shaw is in Las Vegas. He asked for a photo with his logo. Mary said yes. He then pulled out the knife. Anna Wesby speaking from a hospital bed, describing Yoni Barrios walking up to them on Las Vegas Boulevard in a chef's jacket, carrying a foot-long kitchen knife, asking for a photo. He stabbed Maris in the heart. Barrios told police he thought the women were making fun of him, which they strongly deny. There was no, not a single moment where he was provoked. Six people survived, three are in critical condition. 32-year-old Barrios booked on Friday on two counts of murder and six of attempted murder. Pain at the pump leads to a new push for oil industry reform. California Governor Gavin Newsom called for a special legislative session to take action. California drivers venting. Uh, yeah, out here it's killing us, man. It's killing us. If you drive um, 10, 15 miles, you're paying $40 just for half a tank of gas. You're listening to ABC News. Does your child struggle with reading? There is an answer. Introducing the world's first e-training technology co-developed by award-winning experts to give your child unsurpassed reading control, accuracy, fluency, and comprehension. In just 20 minutes per day, your child can be immersed in the most advanced reading developmental techniques. No longer will you have to be disappointed with other reading programs that produce little results. Discover what thousands of other parents have found to give their children the confidence and precise reading efficiency needed in today's competitive world. Your child can finally be proud to read in front of the class. No more hassles to get your child to read and no more fighting to do homework assignments. Take advantage of groundbreaking e-training technology that can give your child the ability to succeed in school and in life. Call the USA Reading Clinic now to discuss how your child can begin the journey on the road to success. Call 800-230-3054. 800-230-3054. That's 800-230-3054. New York City Mayor Eric Adams declaring a state of emergency, saying the city's at its breaking point due to a flood of asylum seekers. Right now, one in five of the 61,000 people in city shelters is a migrant seeking asylum. The mayor says they are building an intake center on Randall's Island, appealing to hotels and reportedly negotiating with several cruise ship companies to house migrants. Although our compassion is limitless, our resources are not. This is 
unsustainable. ABC Stephanie Ramos reporting. Parents are reacting to the Uvalde, Texas school district's decision Friday to suspend its entire school police. It follows continuing outrage and efforts by parents after a state report indicated a botched response to the elementary school shooting massacre in May. Parents camped out in front of the Uvalde school district's building in protest. Brett Cross's son, Uzziah, one of 19 children and two teachers killed. I told him I wasn't leaving until... Uh, until they did it. Javier Cazara's daughter, Jackie, died. This is a good win. You know, something that um, we've been, we had asked for from you know, the get-go. Also, Berlina Areola's granddaughter, Amri. We're not going to give up. We're going to continue because there are still other children that go to school here. Some camped out two weeks. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Two teachers and 19 children killed in the May shooting at Robb Elementary. This is ABC News. At CDW, we get the importance of clear communication. I was on a conference call, and I think my boss asked me to send her roasted beets in a can. Talk to the experts at CDW. Using poly headsets and cameras, they'll orchestrate a collaboration solution that lets you hear and see clearly on any device, any meeting platform. Huh. Looks like she asked me to send her the report sheets when I can. You like beets? Mm, no. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash poly. Dave Packer, ABC News. Update the lighting in your home and save 11% on everything now at Menards. Ultra-thin Juno LED downlights are a time-saving solution for new recessed lighting. They're easy to install anywhere without the need for recessed housing. Add bright, energy-efficient indoor or outdoor lighting to your home. Get 11% off all recessed lighting now at Menards. Good through August 14th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. In a perfect world, there would be no accidents or injuries ever. No bad situations. Cross law. In a perfect world, insurance companies would never refuse payment for your legitimate claims. Cross law. In the real world, there's attorney David F. Cross of Cross Law. David F. Cross has been practicing for over 25 years on Charles Street in Wellsburg. 737-4185. You're not just another client at Cross Law. You're considered part of the family. As David always says, at Cross Law, we take your case personally. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Hello, everyone, from the Watchdog. I'm Darnell Foster with a look at your local weather forecast for your weekend. Look for plenty of clouds around for your Saturday with a daytime high near 57 degrees. Chance for a scattered shower late in the afternoon, otherwise clearing up for the evening and the overnight with temperatures down to about 37 degrees. Then you'll see mostly sunny skies for your Sunday, still chilly with temperatures in the low 60s for daytime highs. Have yourself a great weekend, everyone, from the Watchdog. I'm Darnell Foster. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. Saturday morning sports level brought to you by Paul Harris.
at Harris Law Offices in Wheeling. Know, 
they're not, they're not aware of that or kids ain't going to play. If I know about it as a coach, then I'm certain that the players know about it. So I wonder if it takes away the sense of urgency. Like back when I played, we had a, a panic that if we lost a game, we wasn't getting in. So I think our, our, our sense of urgency and our effort was different. Um, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know what motivated Doug. I, I don't know how – I know you're close with West Virginia. I don't know if you follow that decision. Well, uh, the expansion of playoffs is all about one thing, money. Yeah, <laughs> we know what that is. That's what it's about. More, 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 more games, more money. Uh, but uh, I think it really takes away from the, uh, the uh, credibility of the uh, – of the uh, you know the efforts of the team the whole system yeah yeah and uh, you know it's uh, I'm I'm old school uh, you know so I'm 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 thinking you know two, uh, four teams will be fine uh, you know you start getting eight sixteen you know it's uh, you're really uh, diluting the water and uh, as you say the, the routes do nothing uh, <laughs> for, for, to increase the interest in, in this process. I mean, uh, you know, you get a 46-6 to six game in a, in a playoff game or whatever, or worse, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not competitive. You want a competitive playoff, you know. You, you know, you want, a, you want a chance for upsets, but you don't have to have, a, you know, a one in 3,000 chance in upsets, maybe a one yeah. in 100, you know, would be better. So, uh I think I think uh, you know they're they're just getting they're just expanding it too much at at, at every level. Uh, Clint, I got Coach Mike Florak, uh, former baseball coach at Youngstown State, wants to make a comment. Youngstown State wasn't too far from Kent State. Nice little drive. No, go ahead. Yes, sir. Northeast Ohio, uh, Coach. What's the magic number? Uh, how many how many teams from from each region should should go in? What do you think that number is? I'm I'm a I'm a fan of. I mean, I don't want to take it all the way back to four, but I'm, I could deal with eight. I'm not okay. a fan of 16 at all. I just feel like sure. – and then I've talked about it with other coaches on our staff. There was teams, that, you know, from last year, I know that was the, the, the COVID stuff, but a, a 16 seed playing a number one seed, a lot of parents didn't even allow their kids to go to a game. Like, we're not going to go and hum- wow. watch you guys get be humiliated or drive three hours, wow. four hours to – you know, so there was – I, I'm not saying I know anyone personally, but I've I've heard that certain kids didn't even make the travel to the game. So I'm just not a fan you of know, 16 I, teams. Yeah, that's I like that's what I liked about your perspective. I didn't think about it with high school, but you're going back to you called old school. I must be old, old, old school. But you know when you played and how difficult it was, and people don't realize. You think kids just want to go out and play, even on a D1 level. And, but then again, you look at Marshall beating Notre Dame and then losing to Mac schools the next two weeks in a row or something similar. Mm-hmm. It's hard to motivate kids. And then when you're fighting that, well, we, we don't want to get hurt. We, we're going to be in the playoffs. We'll give us our best game there. That must be a, a difficult uh, psychological thing for a guy like you, the one to play hard every game, uh, to yeah. relate to. And I get it. Yes, it's I hard for me to put that into kids. And because I think that th- their awareness is that they know, they do know. Like as much as you, you know, we want to kind of pass over that. They know that they, what their record is. They know that they could still get in. People are talking. They can look up things. There's social media now. There's, there's, you know, all the internet. I'm saying if if they're back in our time, we didn't have none of them things, and we knew like losing one game to us was panic. We didn't even. We had a different drive. Knowing, knowing that that was a possibility, going nine and one, with maybe we don't get in. Kids, now is that, Coach, I'm is just that, wondering and questioning: is the effort the same? 
Coach, has that taken away from the rivalries and the importance of, you know, I know obviously like Barry and Bel Air is, is a rivalry that will stand the test of time forever, but some of your other local rivalries, how, does that diminish them at all? I, I, I would think so. I think it, it takes away from all of that, right? When you put in, when you put it into perspective, because it, does it mean as much? Like coming, you think about the Barry Belair rivalry, and that comes down to the last game of the season. Imagine if everything's on the line then. You know, imagine with nothing on the line. Oh, this doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? We can the, the rivalry in the air. is going to diminish over time. Yeah. Hey, you, we got a few minutes left. I know you got a game uh, to coach in a couple hours, and I do appreciate you having time. Let's talk about you a little bit. Belair High School, Coach Magistro, you had some success there. Talk about that and who you played for at Kent State and uh, now being defensive coordinator for one of my high school alums, Mark Boner. Why don't you, since I got you, if you don't mind, uh, talk about your history and let's go back. It kind of came full circle for me, like starting there at Belair and then ended up back here coaching again. But back then in that era, it, it was more than football. It taught me, you know, discipline and accountability and punctuality and, you know, how to how to be there for one another. It was more family. And I think that's why it worked back then. Coach Magistro was, you know, kind of the captain of the ship. And Coach Mark was there. He was the offensive coordinator. His brother Greg Boner was there. He's the defensive coordinator. Like, everybody kind of did their jobs. And we all, you know, it, it was more of a family aspect. And I think that's why it worked. And then we had to you, you know, you made it to the years. state title game, right? Yeah, twice in a row. And, and then yeah. the regional finals. So the years I was there from my sophomore year to my senior year, it was two state championships. We went to my sophomore and my junior year. And then a regional final my senior year. What years was that, Coach? That was 95 through 97, 98. Yeah, we had Coach Magistro on a few years ago, and he said the one game that he was a north for sales, you guys uh, just kind of ran out of gas. But uh, what a game that yeah, was. Yeah, it was quadruple or, overtime, yeah. man. It was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we were you know, we were playing Ironman football, guys playing both ways. And, you know, they, they outnumbered us heavily with the student body. So they had 11 different guys for defense and 11 different guys for special teams. And, you know, we kind of just kind of gassed out there at the end. Quadruple overtime, wow. Coach, um, you know, there's <clears throat> with your, with your career and all of your accomplishments, um, there's just something special about playing football for Bel Air with the history there and getting getting to play on Nelson Field at 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I'm a, a former Catholic Central Crusader, and I can just remember back in the mid '80s. I'm a little bit older than you. What a thrill it was just to play there on a Saturday, scorching hot, 90-degree <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Uh, I don't know if I like that. Use, wait, but how, how, how do you convey, like, the sense of tradition to today's kids that, that you guys have uh, at Bel Air High School? For, for me, like, it was always, you know, an honor, you know, to, to be a right. When I was young, I always wanted to, you know, I went to the games and, Watch the guys before me, and I run around and put their jerseys on. It was an honor to be on that field and and to be there playing on a Saturday afternoon. I always felt like it was an advantage to us. You know, no one else is playing at Saturday, and if you come down here, you got to be ready. You can't be staying out all late Friday night. You know what I mean? Because we're going to be there. <laughs> Absolutely, and be ready to go. You know what you mean. You're going to be real. Uh, what, you it. said you went both ways. For the audience, tell us what positions you played. 
I played uh, cornerback, running back, wide receiver. And on defense? Yeah, defense, I was I was a uh, cornerback. A oh, corner. Back. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah. corner. And Kent State, and then on offense, you played? played uh, Kent State, I moved around from cornerback to safety a little bit. Strong safety cornerback. And I know the Golden Flashes didn't have a real tra- winning tradition, but how was your college? No, not when I went. No. <laughs> yes, it was such a, 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 gra- a, a complete change from going, coming from a winning program and, and coming there and trying to build something and them, and them kind of being used to that, that losing. And it was hard to try to, you know, get that, that whole mentality to change. You know, they were kind yeah. of – they were celebrating, I mean, having parties like after we would get beat 62-7, and I just could never get comfortable <laughs> with it. Cause, I cause, can imagine know, being the competitor yeah, knowing you the hard. way I know you. Right, so we yeah, fight at Bocce. You go down 2-1, you're on my, on my throat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, competitive. I know. Hey, uh, what defense do you run at uh, Belair? We've run a number of different things. We kind of we've been bouncing back from the three four to four three, just trying to find something that works for the kids. I'm I'm interested in. I'll do anything. I'm kind of unorthodox to try to to put them in the best positions to succeed. You know, I don't care what that is. Whatever we have to do, if I got to put a linebacker, a defensive end, or a defensive end at linebacker, like we'll play whatever to make them to put them in the best ability for them to succeed and for the team to succeed. Coach, what's the biggest difference between the mentality of the guys who play now in, in the high schools as opposed to, you know, your your era? Toughness. <laughs> I love my, Clint, that. you've always been a straight shooter. I love your answers. Doug, you got anything uh, to come in on? Uh, no, yeah. no I've just, I've, well, I've, I think Clint's given a, a, a perspective from, from 20, 25 years ago. Of course, I go back further yeah. than that. And we, 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 we look at things a little bit differently than, than the current athletes and, and the reservers of today. So, uh, you know, all we were allowed to do a lot more, too, and, and be a, you know, yes. the era has changed, obviously. And I'm not taking nothing away from these kids. You know, there's definitely some tough, tough kids that play high school football. I'm just saying mentally tough, physically tough. I just we come from a different era and things were different then. And I think now more they're, they're dealing with so much more distractions nowadays for yeah. the athletes and the yeah. coaches and the teams. I mean, there's just more things going on and uh, everything's coming at everybody and uh, and you know making adjustments and changes and sometimes that's tough. So. Uh, I just bit my celery <laughs> from my buddy Mary. Go ahead, Ross. A little bit of fiber <laughs> noises there would be heard. That celery stalk could give someone a concussion if mm-hmm. you hit them over the head. With yeah, it. probably so. <laughs> Coach, uh, give a few words about today's game and the prospect of, of who you got down the road and what the Big Reds need to do. Yeah, um, we got Shady Todd today. Um, I mean, we feel we feel positive about it. We feel like we could do some good things against them and. We feel like we could, you know, easily um, get our matchups and get the things that we want out of the game and, and, and take advantage of them. Um, we have a big one the following week against Union Local. I feel like it's a must win that just, yeah. just for confidence, whether it's playoff implicated or not, just for confidence and, and moving forward. And then we end with Perry, which is, you know, you never know in that situation, you know, with a, that rivalry and the intensity that it brings. So we have a, these next three weeks are really important for it coaching staff and for the kids that just get us in that direction for the playoffs. 
Excellent. Clint, yeah, great question. Clint, as we uh, ended here, I got one comment and one question for you. Well, two questions. But the comment is, I love how you said you're going to put uh, uh, players in positions to win, whether you move a defensive end to a linebacker. I've talked about this on the air. We've seen the debacle that Ohio State's defense was for two years. And uh, I remember George Matsakis, who's a shady side kid, played at Kansas State, director of football ops at North Texas. You know, we got Jim Knowles, which is fantastic. He says, you know, Ange, at any school like Ohio State, it's never about not having the athletes. It's about the coaches not putting them in positions to win with their schemes. Yeah. And I can tell the difference from the games uh, that everybody last two years been running around with their chicken, uh, like their heads cut off, and now everybody mm -hmm. knows where they're supposed to be. So that's a great – I'm glad to hear that's your coaching philosophy as well. Oh, yeah, we're trying to – and you can see it. If you evaluate properly, you can, you say, okay, this guy might not be as good here, but I think he can excel here. And that's – and then once you find that position for him, they gain confidence, and they start making plays, and, and it allows them to reach their full potential. If you're not evaluating that way and putting them in the best position to succeed, then the team won't succeed. Do you see head coaching in your future? Uh, not – not, I don't, it's not something that I aspire to do. If it kind of took that road, I wouldn't, you know, run from it. But, you know, I have a lot of other things in my life. I have four beautiful daughters that I'm, you know, heavily active with and involved with. I, I, who knows? I may follow them where they go. I don't know. But at this point, I enjoy it, you know. I like it. I don't have no son, so it keeps me around boys a lot. There you go. Uh, go ahead. You have one? No, I was just – I was – just going to uh, throw a little barb in there. I, I love the way that you're talking about putting your players in position to succeed. And I, I had a number of conversations with Jerry Olsavsky when we were both working at uh, Youngstown State together, and he said the, uh, the balance of talent in the NFL is mostly equally distributed. It's all about putting your players in the right position, and that's who mm -hmm. uh, is usually successful when you give guys a chance to win. So could you call Mike Tomlin and straighten him out? <laughs> <laughs> We can get you a hotline and get him straightened out. Hey, hey Clint, I know you got a game. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, people may not know this, but um, uh, Clint and I were both uh, christened at the same church, uh, Martin Sperry Greek Orthodox Church. And have you yes, used that Greek coffee mug yet that I gave you a few weeks ago? I, I have it. I, actually, I didn't use it today. It's kind of like a like an ornament. Like I kind of set it on the shelf. And it, do you think I of don't me think when I you look at it? No, not at all. I don't ever think of you. <laughs> uh, hey, hey coach, only, only we'll end with that brother Listen, yeah yeah you're right you're coming in next week hey thanks so much for your insight love having you on uh i know mark boner is going against his alma mater today he was a great player down there um yeah. and still played baseball well into his 60s for the uh, shadeside casket yeah. maker give him my best please and get out there and coach a winner okay thanks thanks doc hey Nice meeting you, Kurt. Good, Good luck, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. All right, we will return with college football talk. WVU, Ohio State, Pitt, LSU, Kentucky, and more. <laughs>
10% off everything at Menards. Protect your vehicles, outdoor equipment, and much more with Shelter Logic storage products. Shelter Logic shelters and canopies assemble quickly, block harmful UV rays, and provide ultimate protection. From outdoor storage to backyard get togethers, whether rain or shine, Shelter Logic has you covered. Get 11% off all Shelter Logic storage products right now at Menards. Good through October 9th, savings are mail in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom. With a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation. 304-232-5300. Hey, high school football fans, if you want to see where your team ranks every week, check out the Thornhill Auto Group Power Rankings at WVMetroNews.com. Every Sunday evening, we will update the football power ranking. To find out where your favorite team ranks, go to WVMetroNews.com. Click on the High School Sports tab and then High School Football Power Rankings. The 2022 Metro News Power Rankings presented by Thornhill Auto Group. The road to total savings starts with Thornhill. Visit them on the Thornhill Motor Mile. Hey, I'm going to the kitchen. Can I grab you a Coors Light? Yeah, that sounds good. Huh. I never knew there was a zip line in my fridge. Hey! Hey, hey buddy! Hey, buddy. Yeah. You got two Coors Lights up there? You got it! Always brewed down to 34 degrees. With a taste as cold as the Rockies, only Coors Light gives you refreshment every time. Here you go. Two Coors Lights. Awesome, man. Wow, these are really cold. That's the only way I deliver it. Sure. I mean, you being a mountain climber and all. Yep. You probably need a pretty warm coat in there, huh? Yep. Hey, Ben. Yeah? Ask him if he has any nachos. Um, you got any nachos in there? No. Just icy cold Coors Light? Yep. That makes sense. It is the Rockies. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With great beer comes great responsibility. Time for the Saturday morning sports huddle brought to you by Paul Harris at Harris Law Offices in Wheeling.
Bob Seeger, looking back, had a birthday for you. Non-birthday, just played it for you, okay? That goes way back to uh, live bullet. Oh. We're back with the Paul Harris Sports Huddle. Thank you, Paul. We got a you, huge Paul. panel uh, with MGD, Coach Delbrook. That's Mike number five. I know, Mike yeah, number five. Oh, I'm so impressed. About technology. We, can Doug, go, we can go up to seven. Doug, Doug Huff, Ross Johnson, uh, Mike Florak, Bob Sider in the studio, <laughs> pounding out the hits. And we are going to talk college football. So we have Doug Huff. Uh, I don't think anybody would uh, doubt his insight with WVU and what the debacle that was Texas. I think twenty-one nothing before you could say Jack Robinson. And he brought up an interest, couple interesting yeah. trivia things. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, but Doug, my God, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was happy WVU handled Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Virginia Tech certainly not the old Virginia Tech. Tough place to play, though. But they totally laid an egg, uh, and I know you were watching every minute of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sort of uh, – I mean, when they get down that far behind and then try to struggle to get back up, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's hard, hard to watch, you know, being a WVU alum and, and fan and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, it's um, – uh, the only thing – the only hope they have is that the, the Big 12 this year is so balanced. I mean uh, – uh, Oklahoma State's probably the top team, and then from there, there on down, just about anybody can beat anybody. And we got two unbeaten's going today: TCU and Kansas. And who would, who would have said before the season started, in October, unbeaten TCU is going to face unbeaten Kansas? Yeah, Nobody was. You could have bet. You could have bet the ranch on that. And game day is there today. Yeah, so and, here's, and, and here's, yeah. The, here's the irony about game day. Of course, a lot of people thought they would have switched to Kansas and Duke for two <laughs> yeah. basketball schools, but they canceled. It was supposed to be A and M and Alabama or Auburn, Georgia, okay. went there. But ESPN's game day is there. But Fox is doing the game. Is oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about that? But, but you had something interesting to say about TCU. Yeah, yeah TCU. I was just, uh, I was just re- trying to catch up uh, up to speed on some of these b- Big Twelve games coming up, yeah. and I and I read that TCU this season had one turnover, only one turnover the whole season. Now, mm-hmm. Is that hard to believe? Yeah. I can't. I never read that any place until I uh, saw it uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's unheard of. And uh, if they don't have one turnover, they're going to be in about every game. Now, right? you, you think Kansas yeah. can play with them today? Well, I don't know. I they, think the they, bubble they, burst. Well, I, I, well I, Kansas, I think so. Kansas got a good quarterback, of course, yes. and and uh, he might uh, keep them in the game. So I, I don't know. It's, it's sort of a toss-up. I, I can't figure out the Big 12 this year. I mean, when Oklahoma gives up 50-some points, yeah. you know, one week. And, and, of course, they play Texas tonight. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas are on tonight. I, so. I love, I love the uh, the Kansas. I mean, I like Texas Christian given six and a half. I don't have an issue taking them at seven either. So, uh, you know, uh, Coach or Mark uh, MGD, whatever we're calling you, I know True. that he's Notre Dame. Of course, he switched from Pitt to High State. Now his loyalty in college goes where the wind blows. Ross is always well, Notre, Notre Notre Dame first, WVU second. We right. know Doug. You know me. Are you WVU, are you Notre Dame, or something bizarre? My favorite team is who I have my money on. There you there go. You go. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to root for West Virginia, but at times I have to bet against them because I, if you bet with your heart in this game, you're going to lose. Well, they have a bye. They have to get it together. Obviously, uh, a lot of people are looking at that schedule, like you said, balanced, but they say they, they don't see West Virginia winning much more than two. They'll probably upset somebody, and they might beat up Iowa State. It's hard to say. It's not looking good. And it's a shame. This is the best quarterback they've had in yeah. a long time. Yeah. He's a real gamer. I've loved him since Southern Cal. Well, I interrupt you for a second. Clarify, Mr. Huff, 
West Virginia one, Ohio State two. Yeah, well, well, he's not militantly easy. No, West Virginia won everybody else, too. Dude, there you go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> cover my base. Here comes the phone call. The benefit of Councilor Powell is winging yeah. his way to East Lansing for the game. Oh. Uh, from the air, I'm surprised he hasn't commented. He's probably screaming at his wife for doing something in the car, you know. <laughs> so we'll move on to High State, uh, Michigan State. High State is. I've been there a few times, as you know, done the show from there. A lot of fun to watch. Very exciting. Their defense is coming on. And like I said, it's nice to see the defense not scrambling around and uh, like chickens in a head house, in the, in the hen house. Um, not much to say. They've done all this, as you know, without their the, um, preseason best wide receiver in football, Smith and Jigba. But Marvin Harrison Jr. and the walk-ons and everybody else like uh, – uh, I think it was Smith and Jigba said, you might as well start calling high state wide receiver you this week. And they've just done in there mm-hmm. two team, you know, Travion Henderson, yeah, the number one running back. He's hurt. Mayan Williams scores five touchdowns. Day throws to the tight end. He's showing everything to everybody. And we scored five rushing touchdowns on a so-called passing team last, you know, and one was like 80 yards. So we're not going to comment. Michigan state obviously is probably having some buyer's remorse, after some uh, early streak last year, they gave Mel Tucker, who I like. I mean, his pedigree's great. Saban, Meyer, Trestle, a huge five and a half million. Big money. Big money. Big money. And they are—they overachieved last year. They had that great running back. His name escapes me now. Uh, but uh, they're certainly having some buyer's remorse. But you know, as you all know, he upsets Michigan, or God forbid, today. You know, he'll be back on ain't top. Happening. It ain't happening. Uh, but uh, and let's see, Pitt. Uh, um, Staying local, it's Virginia big Tech, big favorite. I love Virginia them today. You do? Love them. Okay. What's, the, what's the spread? 14 and a half, boy, I believe. Boy, did they lay an egg with Georgia Tech. I was listening to that well, game. Georgia, Come, Tech, Georgia Tech fired, fired their coach Tech. and athletic director. They yeah, fired yeah. both of them the week before. Five D1 coaches <laughs> fired wow. fired before week five. And they, Is this the playoff issue, the pressure? I mean, we had Scott at Alabama, Herm Edwards, uh, the guy at Georgia Tech. Colorado. Frost, Frost, Colorado, with Doral, Frost and Frost. And, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming out. So, yeah, I know. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, I don't know who Penn State has. That's kind of local. I'm not sure they even play. Uh, I like, as I said, I love LSU at home getting three. I think uh, Tennessee's due for a letdown a little bit. Uh, the Red River rivalry um, uh, looked like it dropped. I think it opened up a little bit more than seven. Texas is favored. Of course, that's where they split the stadium, 50-50. Uh, it's a 12 noon start here. It's 11 o'clock for them. Is that home and homers or always in uh, uh, always neutral? Okay. I mean Red River on Dallas. 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 You're right. You're right. And uh, I like um, I kind of I like Venables. I don't know, uh, Mark. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like Oklahoma getting the points. You probably don't. Well, I, well, I watched. Did you watch Oklahoma yeah, last week? How could you bet on them now? I don't like the that late chalk. Awful. I don't like the late chalk. I don't. That was awful. Oklahoma was absolutely terrible. Texas is up to eight and a half now. You yeah. still like them? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Okay, the game I like, and I, I again, let's go to the Pac-12, which is like a Big 12 scenario. A lot of teams are playing well. Uh, UCLA surprised me against Washington. Yes. Uh, I actually like uh, Utah to take care of business. I still think they're the best team in the Big 12 today. But Southern Cal's undefeated, struggled with Oregon. Uh, Washington, Washington State's been competitive. Um, Utah. Uh, and that's a nice little – that's going to round – they'll end up with two losses, you know, by the end of the year, kind of like probably yeah. the Big 12. But that's been a nice conference. Clemson's had some scandal. I don't know if they play today, but two of their kids from 
got got arrested for crimes committed in 2021. I saw that. Clemson no. goes to BC, by the way. Yes, yeah. and uh, Jeff Halfley, um, and uh, you know, and it looks like uh, Sweeney or the athletic department's in a little bit of trouble for what they said. We're going to handle this internally, and then the whole other side of the story broke out. So not a lot of not a good look for Clemson. But as we all know, at any major program. Uh, you look at what a uh, coach can't get any more honorable and Coach Tressel, the couple things he had to deal with. You can't watch your kids 365, 24-7, and that's what the NCAA expects you to do. And that is the way it's written. You're responsible even postseason for what they do. So um, uh, I – And post-eligibility, whether yeah. or not they graduate. Right. right. And, and exactly. Which is a big challenge in, in and of itself. The biggest uh, – at the beginning of the week – South Carolina was 10.5-point dogs to Kentucky. And when it became Will Levis's the proverbial game-time decision, it dropped to 6.5. Yes, I saw that move. Great trap. Uh, I got on a little spot sheet because he doesn't change it over at the Angel, but I don't put a lot of money, but I didn't try to trap it. Uh, but uh, yeah, amusement only, guys, amusement only. Come on. I almost Shut spit it. my bloody Mary. Entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah. I like, let's go local. Notre, Brigham Young and Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame today. I, like I have Notre not Dame been Brigham Young. I, I like Notre Dame, Dame a lot today. The Holy War. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Notre, Dame, Notre Dame will, will cover that spread today. Yeah, I what, do. What is it, three and a half? Three it is. I do, like, I do like In Las Vegas. Seven, BYU seven. is like number 19, aren't they? They're, 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 yeah, they're ranked, ranked 20. They're ranked. top 20, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one, uh, uh, Georgia-Auburn should be a, right, should have been the game, but Auburn is just god-awful. In Can't days. score. No. And, uh, but also we have uh, Texas A&M, supposed to be the great bloodbath because of the war of words in the offseason, the media days, 24-and-a-half with Alabama, Texas A&M. And I, I think the star, Whoa. the shine has gone off. Jimbo Fisher, absolutely, and I think he's he. They got a lot of money. They got to pay him, but they got the money down there. He, yeah. you know, uh, he's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, but I'm beginning to wonder if he just hit uh, lightning in a bottle with Jameis Winston. If he's really all that good. Your yeah. thoughts? Uh, I agree. I agree 100. percent Now, is that is uh, Young playing for Alabama? Is he playing? Did Can you I? see Saban rip into the? Media. I did see that. Oh my God! And the fans. I, I did. Grandpa Saban and the Affleck dude is gone. <laughs> yeah. He. I mean, he ripped them and he says, you know, we call it whatever you want, rat poison, da 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 da. Because you know, you guys, you know, you guys got to understand that everybody makes their season by beating us by this and that. And the fans, the fans don't win games. Their cheers. All they do is cheer. They don't throw passes. They don't catch. They don't right. block. They don't tackle. And they don't have sacks. <laughs> I mean, he went. No. The old yeah, Nick is back. Did you oh, say the spread was 24 and a half? 27. It's up 27 wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, A&M beat Alabama last year. Well, that's – yeah, but in uh, yeah. College Station. Yeah. 12th man there. 12th man. So, obviously, I don't care what Nick says. Oh, it's all water under dam. Jimbo and I are good. He gets the opportunity for the second-string quarterback. He's going to send a message. I agree. I agree 100%. I would have liked the 24, that's for sure. The 20, it's too big. Do you, uh, you like betting those big spreads like that? Uh, not really. No, no. no. I like the Steelers tomorrow. I, I, I think that's too many points to give the Steelers tomorrow. I know we're talking college, but you know they've never won a game without Watt as a starter. Really? Yeah. yeah. And we're zero and eight now. Zero and eight. Zero and eight now. Was zero and four before that? Or zero and five before that? Zero and five before that. I don't like the big. Yeah, I don't they, like they scare me. Yeah. A lot of backdoor covers there too. Mayan Williams is the game time decision for. High State, Travion Henderson's healthy this week. I don't think that's going to 
lower the spread. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I did catch him at 26 and a half, but I hate the late shocks and not 27. Yes, so. yes. Any big games out in the Pac-12? Well, the one uh, Utah-UCLA. Utah, uh, I guess, well, uh, USC-Washington State's 12 and a half. Uh, Washington State's been playing very well. Um, the Texas Christian-Kansas game, where game day is, um, I think, uh, again, the Jayhawks' bubbles burst. What time's the kickoff on that one? That's noon. 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 Uh, boy, I'll tell you one, it's not Pac-12, but uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, whose defense outscores um, the offense, of course, they didn't <laughs> score anything. When, when they won 27-13 a couple weeks ago, the defense scored 14 uh, yes. two touchdowns, and the offense garnered 13. But this Illinois, who just manhandled Brent Bielema, his his uh, his alma mater, or yeah, not his alma mater, but his coaching alma mater, Illinois is a three and a half point. I think there's going to be what, a little dog in the hot. What's the total in that Illinois Iowa game? Thirty six and a half. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, you never see that low yeah. totals like that in college. Yeah. And Arizona, Oregon Ducks. I'm not sure what Arizona has. Oregon's been kind of rebounding. But I think, you know, you're talking about the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and there's all the Pac-12 has several good teams. Look, even Utah lost to a maybe 8-4, and 9-3 and three, um, Florida team, and Georgia just destroyed Oregon. Yes. So when they come across that Mississippi River, <laughs> it's not different football. Different football. So yeah. um, you going to – checking, no, I'm, checking, I'm checking on my man, uh, Coach Haycock, at Iowa State here. They're, uh, uh, Kansas they're State, two from minus two. Great quarterback, uh, and that coach has done well. To Iowa State, State. cycle. Yeah. Iowa State lost a heartbreak. I don't know, Coach. If you, I don't know if you knew Coach Acock from. Uh, he spent a year or two at West Michigan. Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah good guy. A terrific guy. Great guy. Possibly the best defensive coordinator in college football right now. And, uh, arguably, so keep yes. an eye on Jim him. Knowles. Yes. Jim Knowles, buddy. <laughs> and uh, the other guy, Laronidas, no, is uh, <laughs> linebacker coach. Uh, so, right now, there's a lot of people, and I'm I'm going to put on my neutral hat that uh, disagreed, even on, uh, like, ESPNU, the Sunday show with, um, oh, I can't think, Barrett Salee and um, oh, the guy that does all the scouting, that they feel, and I'll get your opinion, and it, it doesn't matter, one through three, one through four, one through five, that when they flipped Georgia over Alabama early and they flipped Alabama over Georgia after Georgia struggled with Missouri, as we know, it can happen. I mean, yes. you can lay oh, an absolutely. egg that – they said their vote was going to Ohio State as the current best-looking team eye test week to week. The competition hasn't been good. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame uh, was supposed to be good. But I would say, you know, all these Ohio State fans are getting on me. I said, what difference does it make? These polls, these preseason polls are ridiculous, okay? Right. And look what they did to Kansas. Here, Kansas has right. the 38th strength of schedule. Yes. Michigan has the 170th strength of schedule. Because of FBS teams, I know there's only 131 FBS teams. Kansas is not even ranked after four, and Michigan is still four. Yeah, right. And I'm saying, why are you getting aggravated by these polls? I mean, I wish they'd do away with them, but what would anybody have to talk about? Absolutely. Yeah, you know. They probably should start them after three or four weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean, the preseason stuff is all based on what happened last year and maybe injuries or transfers or whatever. But it's – but so many things can change, and, and uh, you know, they're not basing it on results because it's preseason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, your old team and uh, my alma mater, <laughs> Youngstown State, uh, I say is a bye week. They play 2 o'clock against Indiana State if you're looking for a 
cruise up with me. I might go. Go Penguins. Go Penguins. Penguin, always a Penguin. Coach Phillips will get them going. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's got them and Tom Zach and the whole crew up there. And a couple of St. Clairsville kid plays there, uh, long snappers from Shadyside. Yeah, I just saw that. I was just looking at their roster, the long snapper from Shadyside. He's, uh, I think, a junior now. And, uh, yeah, he's a junior. Uh, we got, uh, we're going to have to switch phones after this segment. I see Ross is losing power, so we'll get that, yeah. Bob. No, that was a call. Oh, okay, call. I, I killed it. Okay. Bob, you're good on spreads. Who do you like today? Uh, I didn't really pay much attention to the uh, to college spreads, uh, Doc. The, the, game that, the game that I'm watching. Thank you for completing my, my four-teamer a couple weeks ago. I already texted you. Well, you're quite welcome. I got more for you on that front uh, when we get to the NFL. <laughs> but, but I think the game to really try to analyze, to look at, and if you're correct, and I think the clues are there, I'm not uh, Mark Delbrug, but I think maybe if I got hit in the face well, with it, be. that's right. But if I get hit in the face, I might be able to figure it out is the Virginia Tech pit game. We ought to know who the better team is. I mean, what we've yeah. already seen, we should have figured that out, right, Mark? Absolutely. I but love my, them. That's my best my pick God, of the day. I listened to that game coming back from a high state Rutgers on the radio. I mean, Bill Hillgrove, I felt bad. I kept going back between Tony Caridi, and then I went to Tony. I mean, he's depressed on the air. Bill Hillgrove's yeah. depressed by calling this game. It had to be – to watch it, it had Pitt, to be. Everything Pitt, Pitt did was just shoot itself in the foot. Pitt is good for one horrible loss every year. Yeah, you're oh, absolutely yeah. right, Mike. They have absolutely one. They've probably gotten it out of the way. So What was that, Eastern Easter Michigan, or who was that? Western, but they lost yeah. 48-44. Yeah. And, yeah, and Western gave them a heck of a yeah, time for yeah, three yeah. quarters this year. Well, there's a great story. I said it last year. I have a, a buddies. I, I trained in Pittsburgh, and they're Pittsburgh, they go to every game, tailgate. You know, and I've said this a million times. I don't care what anybody wants to say about Cincinnati. Pitt doesn't lose to Western Michigan. Power Five Conference, they get that fourth spot in the in the playoffs. Sorry, a group of five is not well, going to be the right. They okay. won the ACC. But, yeah, they would have won the ACC they, yeah. if they yeah. were undefeated. Yeah. I I asked him what happened with Western Michigan. The guy that played football is on the field. He goes, they spent two weeks preparing for Virginia Tech. Yeah, for, I mean for Georgia Tech. For Georgia Tech. <laughs> and who comes up? Maybe maybe he was right last year. <laughs> you know? exactly spent right. Two yeah. weeks preparing for Western Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was right. Maybe that's it. Oh God. So uh, yeah, you know the Virginia Tech game. It, it looks it, it that's good. I just hate the late shock, you know. Hey, hey Bob, are you still there? I am. Hey, I, I, I missed I, – I listened to your whole show today, but I missed your uh, NFL four, four picks. Uh, I, I did hear the Lions, but last week wasn't very good to you, was it? No, it was my worst week so far, Mark. Uh, first three weeks, three and one. Last week, one and three. And believe me, I felt terrible. I, it was like, oh, man, I want to do that again. But you know what? You're going to have good weeks, bad weeks. I just don't want to have too many in a row. <laughs> well, how do you feel about the Steelers, Bob? I like the 14. I mean, I, I like the 14. I, I I would not bet anything on them to win, but uh, right. but uh, I like that big number. And you got to think, yeah, and and you got to think that Pickett in there they have to score a little bit more. It might not be a lot, but the, the offense might pick it up. That's where I'm going that with that, Mark. Line. That offensive line against Buffalo's defense is going to get creamed. Well, I, I, I like Buffalo. I don't. I don't I'm with I, you, Bob. I, 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 I think you have a quandary with Kenny Pickett. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it throws I, to the wolves. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. Do we really need another? Remember uh, Derek Carr's brother, or the, the car that was could have been a great quarterback, maybe even Justin Davis Fields. Carr, yeah. yeah, Justin Fields. Do we really want? 
Kenny Pickett. And I know no. the most popular guy on the field when you're losing a second-string quarterback. I mean, that's why people that uh, can't that love the show but can't stand me, they're all rooting for you to take over <laughs> second-string quarterback. Uh, I love being second-string He, he looks pretty good in that chair. <laughs> he looks good in the big he chair. Looks good in the big chair. Mike, <laughs> Mike's the Terry Hanratty of the show. <laughs> Butler, PA, get closer to Donnie uh, Iris. That's my roots. But anyway. Um, here's a th- here's another thing that bothers me that Mike Tomlin's done recently. You, you know, obviously he's trying to hold Pickett back, find a uh, situation where he's going to be successful, let him watch, read, and learn. And uh, he said he goes through the game halftime. Yes, he did give the team a spark, no doubt about it. You could see it. But after the game, Pickett says he got no reps with the first team. Yeah, no practice reps with the first team. Maddie. How can you do that? Just you're one snap I love, away. I love the kid. From, from, I, 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 I agree getting with knocked you. out that, anyway. That right. Buffalo defense is vicious. Yeah, the game really, but they have no choice because he looked deep. He didn't do great. Oh yeah, he's got to play now. I mean, there's no right. doubt. But how do you not get him some reps with right. the first team? Good when point. He's one yeah. snap Good away point. from Trubisky getting yeah. knocked out, let alone not performing. All right, now we're going to end this college segment. We have a few minutes with the pick of the day because Ian is coming up here with the Kentucky confusion, and he's very disappointed that he's been texting. Of course, he lives in the football dorm. He made friends. A lot of them are fifth-year seniors. And the buddies that tell him his love is playing or not, they won't even come. And I said, well, have him call. They don't want to text. He goes, well, I got that disappearing text. But 10.5 to 6.5, Will Levis, the, uh, you know, like it's like the, what's that thing they do to head coaches? The vote of confidence. Uh, now he's a game-time decision. I think we all know where that's going to go. Go, Eddie, and tell us who's right. going to win the game and how much, by how much. Well, drop to five and a half. Five and a half now. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you who's going to win this game. All I can tell you is, is that uh, Come on. the outcome of this game is going to dictate how much of a Kentucky football fan I'm going to be in the years to come. <laughs> uh, because – we very well could do what we did last year and uh, lose a big game and then lay an egg the next week. Um, hangover. That's yeah. is noted for hangovers down there. Um, so, and if that happens, I, I can't give as much energy to Kentucky football as I've been giving this season. Um, between rooting for them and rooting for high State, it's just – 100,000 people are waiting. So, Kentucky minus five. Are you going the game clocks? You're going um, the game clocks. I can no, tell. I, uh, I'm going Kentucky. I think, I, think, I think with that line dropping to five and a half, I think – that makes me more more inclined to bet Kentucky. You today. think or you know? I, I know. Um, I think I think Kentucky squeaks out a win. It's not going to be pretty whatsoever. If Levis doesn't play, nobody knows anything about our second string quarterback. Our uh, running back duo that we have, we just got one back, but then of course the other one goes down with an injury. Our defensive line's injured, but I don't think South Carolina is anything too special. Uh, even to handle our second strings at Kentucky. So. And give me that, you gave me that, that noon parlay. I want to know it because I'm going to run to the book right now. You gave me the noon parlay. Let's go. Uh, noon parlay, I, Heavy. Yeah, I like LSU outright, but if you want to take the points, take the points. Okay. Uh, I got it written down. I, <laughs> I do too. I'm rock shock Jayhawking today. Woo! Yeah, let's go. Uh, What's the spread on that one? Seven. Again? Yeah, I uh, said I'm, not, I think I'm the I think other way. I went up to eight. Um, I could be wrong. And then. Um, you know, I like I like uh, I like Utah. All right. Oh man, you're going uh, against I like, me there. I like Utah too. I like them, but again, I've been underestimating UCLA all year, so I'm okay. probably wrong. You're probably all right, Mark. Hey, so, um, Ian. Ian always got to look all this stuff. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> by the way, Auburn's getting 29 and a half points against um, Georgia today. 
don't think Georgia covers that. We'll see. Mark, remind me after the show, but there was a certain nefarious character that used to run around here in a wheelchair decades ago that was my patient that gave me some golden rules as far as betting football, and I will share them with you, his general rules. I bet I know that fellow. I bet you do, too. I think we all do. So uh, uh, we we are only going to go to 1130 due to the Shady Side Belair kickoff at noon. It's a beautiful, crisp day for football, even if you don't have any interest in the team. I know we all want to get behind our big screens and watch college. Uh, WVU does have a bye today, uh, and Ohio State plays at four. Uh, but we had Coach Lacondis on here, and um, and for Belair, the defensive coordinator, we had Dr. Julian Bales discussing as best he could. Um, he has to remain somewhere neutral. He told me because he could be summoned as an expert witness, depending on how far this goes. But I think he got to the most of the points, Ross, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. He yeah. did excellent. Yeah. And Doc had a call for you off the air. Oh, God. Suggesting that you have Ross start your car for you. I don't know what that means, but they said tell Doc to have Ross start his car for him. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> he doesn't want me to do that. Who all did I, who all did I insult today? I don't know who I insulted today. <laughs> I'll be driving away to the car if I'm starting. You going to give me his name? Pat this and something about that. He hung up. Oh, we had an FCC. He hung up. Uh, I don't remember saying anything halfway except about the angel. Man. Yeah. Jeez, uh, we, we pissed somebody off. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh -oh. Well, I mean, this is the right neighborhood for car bombing. <laughs> <laughs> well, down over the hill. Yeah. Not, not, not over the hill. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, listen, um, we'll come back. We're going to do NFL and, yes, Major League Baseball, Mark and uh, Mike. You guys ought to get your own show, like Mike and Mike, Mark and Mike, Mike and Mike, <laughs> talk baseball, Mark, yeah. talk baseball. M&M. Uh, M &M. But real quickly, uh, Kentucky had no business losing that game against Ole Miss last week. Right. They, but we are, you know, we're loyal to Kentucky, no, not only because of Ian, but Mark, you may know this, but the fourth Matt Sackett's brother, Louie, is the special teams coordinator down there. I, I don't know. Did, did you tell me? That? I don't. I don't know if Ian told me that, but all the Matt Sackers I lose track of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Mandy's back in town. Like the boys are back. Mandy's back in Shady Side. And and Mike Mike is still uh, alive. Correct? He's still alive. He's going to be ninety soon. Yeah. Mike's okay. originally from Warwick. You know. Right. Yes. Warwick. Yes. And yeah, uh, he's in the West Liberty Hall of Fame. Oh, and a big uh, big West Liberty. Fan. And let me tell you something. The way he coached. He'd be in jail right now. Mike? Yeah. <laughs> good man. You yeah. would never know that. Yeah. I know. Good, oh, yeah. Very calm up. Oh, yeah. But he's uh, he makes Woody Hayes look like a kindergarten. <laughs> Mark, I'm going to give a quick shout-out. Uh, while we mentioned West Liberty Hall of Fame, how about our man uh, Dave Bernquist? Dave Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Bernie got in. Yes. Oh, my God. I've got a couple minutes, and I can't believe nobody's called in. We've got to talk about the Coach Day, Coach Shiano Dustoff last oh, week. Oh, yeah. That was, that was great. Uh, so anyway, what would be the odds on that one? Yeah. So I, I love. Right, exactly. Oh, Edward, yeah. So I'm listening to the post game on the way home. But anyways, anybody that saw it, uh, the guy we're up 49-10 or whatever it was. Uh, High State was 39 and a half. That's not what we went for. It, so, um, but the punter saw the read. One of those Australian punters. I guess he's told he has no common sense. If you see that open up when you run to the right, take it. Naturally, late hit into the High State bench. Shiano comes over to protect his players. Day comes out, doesn't like going up. They get into it, right? And they coach together. I don't know if there's any love loss. I mean, they couldn't get a way to get rid of Shiano's goofy uh, defense and get happily. But after the game, they, they addressed it. And then toward the end, then they went on to the game. And toward the end, some...
press guy, Bill or Ed, says, so what did it feel like somebody getting up in your grill? Would you ready to go after him? You're ready to handle him? Coach Danny goes, Ed, I'm not going to touch that. So let's <laughs> go on to the next. <laughs> so, I hear music coming, so we'll be back with NFL and Major League Baseball playoff action. All right. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, W... I'm Dave Packer. A key Russian supply route has been taken out. A massive fire engulfing the bridge linking Crimea to Russia. Videos circulating online showing parts of it engulfed in flames. The bridge, a critical supply line for Russian troops. Russian authorities saying a truck bomb caused seven railway cars to catch fire and caused part of the bridge to collapse. ABC's Britt Clinton in Ukraine. Meanwhile, damage control at the White House. The Biden administration downplaying remarks the president made where he said Russian President Putin's threats to use tactical nuclear weapons pose the greatest prospect of Armageddon since President Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. ABC's Ty Hernandez. President Volodymyr Zelensky says he doesn't think Russia is ready to use nuclear weapons yet. But officials there are laying the groundwork with the Russian public, saying this to the BBC. They begin to prepare their society. That is very dangerous. Ukraine says 200 square miles of its territory and dozens of settlements have been retaken in the south in the past week. And Ukrainian forces are also advancing in the east. The State Department saying the U.S. has not seen a reason to adjust its nuclear posture. Herschel Walker is running on a strict anti-abortion rights stance in his Senate campaign in Georgia, but there are new allegations that the Republican may not have applied that philosophy to himself. He's the U.S. Senate hopeful in Georgia and college football legend who has publicly come out against all abortions, no matter a woman's reason. But Port says that Herschel Walker doesn't do as he says. The New York Times is reporting that the former girlfriend whose abortion he allegedly paid for in 2009 is now saying he wanted her to have another abortion when she was pregnant with his child two years later. The Uvalde, Texas school district announcing it's suspending the entire police force. It follows months of criticism from the community after the mass shooting at Robb Elementary. You're listening to ABC News. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance, it personalizes ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending Uma and their all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. 
Smart communications for the smarter business. In Thailand, morning at a temple in the country's northeast after this week's daycare attack. At least 36 people were killed, including 24 children shot and stabbed. It's Thailand's deadliest mass killing. The flu is coming. And will it be worse than usual? Could be. That's the word from the CDC, which is urging Americans to get their flu shots before the end of the month to fend off what they say could be a surge. ABC's Elwin Lopez. In New York, health officials say they're already seeing nearly quadruple the amount of confirmed influenza cases compared to this time last year. It's still early and the flu can be unpredictable, but that number is already fueling concerns among some experts as we head into these colder months. The CDC is now urging everyone over six months old to roll up their sleeves for that flu shot. Bat Bear Week is underway in Alaska. It's the annual celebration of Katmai National Park's brown bear population. You could say it's a big deal. Alaska's Fat Bear Week is on, a time where the large lumbering creatures pack on the pounds, gorging on sockeye salmon before they go into hibernation. Katmai Park Ranger Felisa Jimenez says the public gets to weigh in, too. We see people make their own office brackets. They make treats about fat bears. They make their own campaign posters for the bears. They include bear 740. 47, with some guessing he tops 1,400 LBs. He's challenging the current champ year after year, Otis. Michelle Franz on ABC News. This is ABC News. Is there a calculator that can't compute in your kitchen drawer? Recycle it at Staples. A shredder that won't shred under your bed? Or a collection of cables cluttering up your closet? Recycle them now at Staples. With Staples Free Tech Take Back, we'll recycle your old tech free. Plus, rewards members get $5 back in rewards. So if you have modems, mice, and mobile phones making a mess of your home, recycle them now at Staples. Limit one reward per month. Redeemable in-store only. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash recycling for details. Dave Packer, ABC News. Hello, everyone. From the Watchdog, I'm Darnell Foster with a look at your local weather forecast for your weekend. Look for plenty of clouds around for your Saturday with a daytime high near 57 degrees. Chance for a scattered shower late in the afternoon, otherwise clearing up for the evening and the overnight with temperatures down to about 37 degrees. Then you'll see mostly sunny skies for your Sunday, still chilly with temperatures in the low 60s for daytime highs. Have yourself a great weekend, everyone, from the Watchdog. I'm Darnell Foster. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. If you have ever wanted to get in shape and get all the physical and mental sharpness that comes along with boxing training, now you can do it in a safe, clean, and supervised location with an experienced boxing trainer. Team Para Fitness from Morristown, Ohio is offering boxing training now. If you are interested, you can contact me, James T.U. We'll arrange a free introductory session. You can reach me at 412-298-9805 or send me an email to James T.U. Lawyer. That's James T.I.U. Lawyer at gmail.com. Hey, I'm going to the kitchen. Can I grab you a Coors Light? Yeah, that sounds good. Huh. I never knew there was a zip line in my fridge. Hey! Hey! Hey, buddy! Yeah! You got 
two core sites up there. You got it. Always brewed down to 34 degrees. With a taste as cold as the Rockies, only Coors Light gives you refreshment every time. Here you go, two Coors Lights. Awesome, man. Wow, these are really cold. That's the only way I deliver it. Sure, I mean, you being a mountain climber and all. Yep. You probably need a pretty warm coat in there, huh? Yep. Hey, Ben. Yeah? Ask him if he has any nachos. Um, you got any nachos in there? No. Just icy cold Coors Light? Yep. That makes sense. It is the Rockies. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With great beer comes great responsibility. Tighten up your chin strap and lace up your cleats. It's time for the Saturday morning sports huddle. Brought to you by Paul Harris at Harris Law Offices in Wheeling. We're back, guys. That's one of the reasons I. That's one of the reasons I gave up my chess career. I just couldn't handle those anal beans. Anal beads. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's that? I said that's why I gave up my chess career. I just could not handle those uh, anal beads. It, that was enough for me. Well, let me tell you something. I was a very good chess player. Played that's one at Youngstown State. Uh, that's an older story. I didn't deserve to win, but uh, my, my friends got drunk and I, I'm psyched out. The other guy screaming at him. But uh, I'm Greek. I wouldn't want to mess with anal beads. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, you knew you heard of that, right? Yeah. Well, the the number one chess player in the world. He's, yes. Uh, coincidentally, he has the highest IQ in the world too. He doesn't think he can be beat. Faced this kid online uh, chess, by the way, named Hans Neiman, I think. Yes. And uh, <laughs> anyway, the the number one player in the world thought that the kid was cheating, and he just left the game. And everyone thought that the guy was just a sore loser, but it turns out that this Hans Neiman had a very intricate way of cheating. Um, but describe it. I well, I mean, it's how do the anal beads work in chess? I don't know. Buzzer. Oh, yeah. buzzer. Yeah. Like a backgammon yeah. magnet in the background. That's what they believe. He's, he's uh, being investigated. Probably some prostate exams to come soon. Going to be a cavity. Uh, and what was the other scandal you said? Uh, 
a poker. Poker. Well, you know, the lady had a ring on, and they were buzzing. They were buzzing. You her. got you got killed for that. That was oh, that's absolutely. a horrible hunt. Oh, yeah. in the uh, Wild West. Hung, killed, whatever. Uh, so, all right. Well, we covered that pretty quickly. <laughs> one more, one more quick controversy. Baylor in West Virginia this Thursday. They announced that was it just the blue lot? Will only be two hours of tailgating. Oh my God. That's on and Thursday night. That's on Thursday night game, so they're only opening up the blue lot. And I think there's another one. Affected. Wonder why? Well, it's the hospital. It's during yeah. the day. Yeah. Well, I thought it was at night. It is. No, but I'm saying it's a weekday, and you've got appointments till four or five o'clock, and they're they're not going to open up Seven the lot. Oh, right. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And a bunch of people are upset about that. Well, good. I'm glad we covered all this. And remember, this is our final segment. Okay. We discussed. Uh, Buffalo and Pitt for the Pittsburgh, for the most part. Uh, you're on Buffalo's 14. I hate to Man. lay chalk like that. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. We're all concerned with Kenny Pickett. Uh, Steelers, um, you know, let's face it, 8-8, uh, eight and eight, maybe this 8-9, 9-8, eight, nine, nine and eight, uh, who knows. Uh, they got a lot of work to do. Uh, let's go to that's, my – That's the new standard. Yeah, let's go to my pathetic, <laughs> uh, my pathetic Browns. Uh, lost another one in the last uh, few minutes. Uh at Atlanta, of course, Miles uh, Garrett prefers to drive fast cars and wreck them rather than uh, play for the team, but he will be playing. He certainly would have been the difference last week. I believe that. I like Miles, but enough's enough. I think the, he had, what, four or five uh, speeding tickets before seven. that. Before <laughs> seven. Seven before that yeah. crash. And you think, the, you think the organization would start fining him for this? Um, sending, sending the driver at. By the way, real quickly, real quickly, Bob, you might find this interesting. 14 seconds this year, total 14 seconds, Baltimore has not had the lead. Been winning all about 14 seconds, and they're 2-2. Two and two. That is incredible. Hmm. That, that is. And you know what? If, if Harbaugh probably didn't have that, uh, that Super Bowl trophy, I mean, they were real. You think Neil Brown had, had people – you think Neil Brown had people pounded on his door. I mean, they were calling for his head. You know, they, they thought that he blew the game, and I, I think they're right. I think they're right, too. He was, he was foolish. Go ahead, Mike. I want to go back to the Brown for one second. So, so yeah, look at their character. I do uh, <laughs> look at their character. So they take this risk with Deshaun Watson, all his baggage. Now you're looking at Miles Garrett, who should be stepping up as a leader, staying out of trouble, putting the defense. The defense should be put, putting that team on on their backs, and he's going out and doing these kind of things. I, I you. We talked about Ben and that motorcycle thing. Yeah. you got a responsibility. You're getting paid millions from an organization. Now, a lot of contracts do have stuff like that written in. I don't know but, about Miles. But not only that, he's, he should be the team leader. And he's trying to be, he but he's keeps shooting himself in the foot. Yeah, and, and they're never going to get over the hump until they start I agree. thinking about uh, substance more than style. Right. Okay, real quickly. I thought Iowa was playing professional football Thursday night, which had to be the worst game I have ever seen. What was it, 12-9? Uh, Russell Wilson, maybe there's a oh, reason why, why Seattle uh, wasn't real thrilled about keeping him. Did you hear about the radio station apologizing for carrying that game? <laughs> Did he really? No, there were a couple of sportscasters on the local radio station that carried the game that apologized, said, oh, sorry, we had to put you fans through yeah. I'm serious. That was I forget what all the comments were, but they were they were pretty hard-hitting. You know, yesterday about 1 o'clock, I ran down to Moundsville to check out Josh Files' new cigar room down there. Uh-huh. 
and I walk back where he has the big screens, and two guys were watching that game again. Oh my I didn't even God. know who they watching were. Watching again? Well, I said, what is <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> oh. Who are these people? So, you know, fighting for punishment. They all said they were friends of Doug Huffman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, New York Giants, 9.30 a.m., Green Bay Packers, obviously in England. Green Bay is the last NFL team never to play in England. Uh, that line has dropped uh, from 9.5 to 8. Um I'm not clear why, if there's issues with Packers' health or what that. I don't know. I think there's sharp money going on the Giants. I really do. Saquon Barkley is probably the best running back in the NFL right now. Daniel Jones, if he can have a decent game. I like the Giants a lot there, getting eight points. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I'd stay away from it because I know that uh, the way the Packers already could be winning by six or seven and four on the last drive. Yeah, who knows? And and with uh, it depends on how much Rodgers feels like playing. Yeah, that's true, too. He's so moody. He's such a diva. He he might say, oh, I didn't feel like playing in England today. You're right. Chicago Bears at Minnesota Viking. That line, to me, is surprisingly low. Uh, the Vikings look a little too easy there. I guess it depends what Kirk Cousins comes because he's got wide receivers. He's got, I think, Delvin Cook is healthy. Uh, I, think the Vikings, I, I think the Vikings are, are strong this year. Mark? Uh, I, I like the Vikings, too, in that game. I right. do. Seattle Seahawks and New Orleans Saints. I'm not sure if Winston is playing. Uh, Seattle, Geno Smith. Um, I, I, I have no idea what to do with that five-and-a-half point spread. At New Orleans, I like New Orleans. Yeah. Gino's playing pretty well. He is. He he's is. been playing yeah, pretty he's, well. He's I don't know directly with the team, but on the road in that dome, if they start getting noisy, that could be a whole different story. Go Saints. Yeah, go I don't know. Miami Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point favors at the Jets. How can they be – is that Teddy Bridgewater down there starting for Miami? I he, think he, I don't he would have to. Yeah, I think he's the one. He yeah. would have to. Uh, Jets are just – Hapless, but uh, no, they beat the Steelers. Yeah, they, well, that's they beat the Browns. I like. I, I'm, I'm with. Uh, and I believe Bob. I did hear you uh, say that you like the Jets. I, I like the Jets a lot in this game. I got to have four. Yeah, I can't believe they're getting that much. I mean, I thought it would be closer, but uh, you know, it might be a sucker bet, Mark. But again, they yeah. beat the Browns and the Steelers, so I, I got to go with the Jets. I'm well, with you. Well, I know, Mark. Uh, you're going to be happy because even though the Steelers lost, but uh, the Browns lost, but. You know, Howard Carnell, your idol, was a lifelong <laughs> Jets fan, so he's been throwing parties for himself. <laughs> I did not nobody come. No, yeah, lifelong. <laughs> nobody nobody come. I did not know that. I knew he was a, I knew he was a diehard Penn State fan. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of sickness he had. Uh, you know, uh, Can't cure that, can you, Dawg? No. And by the way, he, he knows you clear of you guys literally and figuratively look down on him being from Warwick. <laughs> um, anyways, all right, Detroit Lions. New England Patriots minus three. Guys, I like New England here myself. Detroit at New England. I like New England. I don't think Belichick's going to lose all the time. Bob, I think I heard you like Detroit in this game, don't you? Well, I mean, this is what sticks out at me. They scored 43 points last week. They did not cover, and they did not win. I I think they're about towards the top in the NFL in, in points scored. New England has quarterback issues. I'm going to take the points here, Doc. Okay, that's fine. And, and Bob, we uh, we give I'm with a, you. I would never argue anybody taking a dog. We uh, the Pine Room Podcast gives out a Bush Light pick of the week every every week. We were four zero going into uh, last week, and we picked we took the Lions. I feel so much better now. Who would the, who dreamed though if the Lions would score forty five, they wouldn't cover again? That's right. That's crazy. Uh, that's unbelievable. unbelievable. All we needed was one stop, and they never could get a stop. And it was Seattle, Mark. It was Seattle of all teams. It wasn't. It wasn't like we were playing the Buccaneers or the Chiefs. 
We're playing Seattle, Geno Smith. <laughs> and I and I tell you, did did Detroit win last week or not? No. They lost. No. no. Well, that's what I no. thought. They 48 44 to Seattle. Poor Coach Stanko, who, you know, I don't know if you knew this. He played at Old Seton Central, but he led Bishop Donahue to state title. Great coach at Shady Side. You know, was a Skip Prosser disciple. He's a diehard Lions fan. And the last two weeks, he's been at ah. he's been at uh, Generations, and Minnesota, they had to lead over Minnesota to the yes. Yeah. He is just distraught over there, you know. Oh, you know who the all-time leader in wins coaching wise is for the Detroit Lions? Ooh, Fontes. Fontes, yeah, Wayne Fontes. Oh, Wayne Fontes. Okay. I think he went eight and eight every year. He's okay, like seventy and sixty. Well, they, they won. <laughs> last time he made the playoffs, he may have won two playoff games. He might have won one one. Okay, we talked Charlie about Batch. Yeah. Uh, very good. Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as Giselle continues to pummel, <laughs> pummel Tom Brady in divorce court. She is a mean look. I never felt she was that attractive face-wise. <laughs> I mean, she's got an RBF, and I don't think she's a, for those, I don't want to say what that is, but most of it, I learned that from the younger people. Uh, but I don't think she's a kind-hearted person, but maybe Tom's difficult to deal with. He's a prima donna, too. But eight and a half points. Atlanta Falcons, and their starting quarterback is, I don't know why I can never remember this. Who's their quarterback? Uh, Not Wentz, right? No. Um, um, oh, my goodness. I'm drawing a black. Yeah. Smith? No, not, no. Smith. Uh, not Smith. I don't know. I like Bob, it. who's Atlanta's starter? I'm looking for a newspaper. I can't find it here. Well, anyway, we've all drawn a blank. Yeah, Tampa Bay, eight and a half on my thing here. Uh, I have no interest in this game at all. But I would say Tampa Bay. Brady takes it out on the Falcons. Well, t- yeah. Mark, how about this question about Tom Brady? Uh, out of all the quarterbacks that went through a divorce, what I'm hearing is he's going to benefit. He's going to put money in the bank after this divorce. Uh, <laughs> he needs it. And what does, what, what, does, what does he do, money in the bank, with uh, Giselle's, like, six-inch saber knife? What's that going to do for him? When she when he starts getting tough with her in court, uh, just fun having fun. Yeah. Oh, and the fire whistle. Was, the fire whistle. All right, Tennessee Titans, uh, with the game manager quarterback, um, good enough to win. Sometimes good enough to get you beat. And it was his old quarterback, guys. Marcus Mariota is his name. I can't believe he started. That's right. Thank you, Bob. Uh, great guy to have as a backup, like Keith, Casey Keenum. I don't know if you can build a franchise around him. Tennessee Titans only two and a half against the Washington Commanders in D.C. I like Tennessee a lot here. I, I think Washington is terrible. How long is Chase Young out for? Does anybody know? I do not know that. Okay. I don't know that. I like Mike, Mike Vrabel, I think, is one of the better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love Tennessee. Where did he go to college? Um, oh, right. West Liberty? Yeah. No, Beth maybe. All right. Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars, minus seven. Two bad teams getting better. Uh, I don't, you know, you're, you're betting on a bad team to cover. You're betting on a bad team to win. It's too many points to get. Stay away. Too many points. Jacksonville hasn't given seven in three years. They're not, they're not covering seven in, in my eyes. I like right. Houston. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't blame you there. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, with a not quite healthy Justin Herbert against the Cleveland Browns, who are two and a half point dog at home. Uh, Cleveland's been known to bounce back, and after what's, a, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow up there? Be like this. Be like this. Yeah. I like the Chargers. Man. 
I, don't, I like Herbert a lot. I think he's he has as much skill, in my opinion, as any quarterback. Putting my neutral NFL. hat on, just knowing the Browns' history, I kind of like the Browns with Garrett to come out and stay in the AFC North hunt, but uh, I'm not going to argue with you at all. I, I like this. I like Cleveland, but I like the game under the total. Under the, the total. The total is 43 and, and a half. half. I like the game under the total. Mr. Slider, do you have any opinion? Uh I guess the Browns. I think you know they're better than the Steelers. I think they'll they'll win a game or two more than the Steelers, and I think this is an opportunity for them. Yes. Stun Gun Johnston. Stunner. What do you like? Which game? Browns or Chargers? I like the Browns. I like the Chargers. All right. And we have my man, which Tom Brady should have taken a note from Mr. Garoppolo when they were teammates, as far as dating. Not marrying. I'm not saying Tom needed to date porn stars, uh, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers, six and a half point favorites against Baker Mayfield. He is who we thought he was, turning the ball over. Carolina Panthers at home. A lot of points. Um, uh, one thing to note, uh, and it, it's wor- it's this weekend. Who played Monday night? Um, uh, San Francisco. Yeah. All right. They were favored Monday night. They are favored the following Sunday, and they won Monday night. There's a, about 80% rule that the team that covers on Monday night, if favored going into Sunday, they could win, but they do not yeah, cover. Yeah. 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 That's also tough to go on the road after. Uh, right. Uh, an emotional, an emotional win. Yeah. And San Francisco's, uh, rival. Yeah. San Francisco's 1-10 against the spread. Dating back to last year, so did, did you I like love, the other way. Did you love Nick Bosa though when he was back at the corner? Yeah. <laughs> he picked him up and then let him down lightly. So. Uh, so, and we got Joey coming to Cleveland back to Ohio. So uh, I kind of like if I if the Carolina was getting seven, I kind of would like it. I don't yeah. know what it is now. Six and a half. Yeah, I have it at six and a half. Yeah. Correct. Is, right. is Baker living at the uh, Charlotte Coliseum or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's living at the Heisman House. Yeah, but he's he's living, ah. <laughs> he comes back to the Westlake. Back to college. Yeah. He comes yeah. back to the Westlake Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. You know that scandal when he was in Cleveland. Oh, you can yeah. Google. Nah. It. Uh, uh, in the one commercial, he's driving Bryce Young to his game in Texas. Yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah. A, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles playing great minus five against the Arizona Cardinals at home, struggling. Ian loves Philadelphia here. I've kind of like Philadelphia. This, you know, they, everybody's going to lose. Everybody's going to lay an egg. Uh, Arizona, they probably really need a win here. Yes. Um, uh, yes. I see Arizona. I like Arizona as a home dog. I do, too. I do, too. That's who I'd play. Absolutely. Okay. All right, folks. Any thoughts? Any disagreements? Bob? Ross? Uh, uh, I don't know. I kind of like yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, I like the Eagles. Yeah. I, think they're, I, think I think they're, they're up and coming. They're yeah. up and coming. I hate to say well, it. I like the Browns. I like the Browns, Doc. I, I I like the Browns. I think they're going to run the ball all over today. I think you know the Chargers don't play that well on the coast sometimes. Their quarter their quarterbacks banged up. That, there's your play today. The Brown or tomorrow the Browns. Hey, hey, Bob. Who were your four picks today, by the way? My four picks: the Steelers plus fourteen, Jaguars minus seven. I know that's a big number, but after what they did last week, I, I look for them to cover. I wish it was six and a half. The Jets plus three and a half at home against Miami, and the Lions plus three at New England. All right, I just wrote those down. I'm going. I'm going to bet them tomorrow. Be careful, Mark. Be real careful. Be careful. Yeah. Okay. Have a lot of extra money. <laughs> 
All right, we are moving down to a team I actually think is better. I'm not trying to start a local con- uh, controversy in Warwood, which is the second home of the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah. I like uh, I like Cooper Rush more than I like Dak Prescott. Now, the second string quarterback again is the most popular guy. Uh, he's playing well. I've never I've thought Dak was a B quarterback, never worthy of A quarterback. I don't think he's in a class with Aaron or Tom or uh, Patrick. Agree. Uh, uh, but uh, Dallas Cowboys, Rams, angry, losing to their rival, five and a half point favorite at home. I still would like the Rams here. I, I agree. I agree. Rams. I mean, Rams. Yeah. I, I, are the Rams? Are, not, are, are they Rams. good? I, I don't mean, know. They, I don't think they're very good. Uh, I, the thing is, I don't like the body language with uh, their quarterback. I don't either. I don't either. I, I, I like Dallas a little. Bowl bowl I like Dallas a little bit here. I like yeah. Dallas a little I, bit in that game. Do the Rams have a Super Bowl hangover? Or uh, absolutely. One and done. Nah, I, would, yeah, I, I, think I would take Dallas plus six. I yeah. don't like that five. And I half. haven't seen much of the Rams. What's their defense look like? Uh, just Aaron, okay. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald playing well. Yeah, I mean he's very good. Yeah, obviously playing good again, but I, I, I don't. And Miss Vaughn Miller, maybe. Yes, yeah. big call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens, three point, three and a half point favorites at home over the mandatory home favorite of three. Uh, obviously, the Bengals, I think, are two and two. Uh, Baltimore, very frustrated. Uh, uh, Jackson is playing well, so I don't want to hear anything about his contract negotiations. Harbaugh, I think you're right, is the problem, and I have no loss for anybody with the name Harbaugh, so I'd be the <laughs> wrong person to ask. Uh, if I had to have drinks with one of them, it'd probably be the dad. Um, but um, uh, Baltimore Ravens, tough one to call. I, I'm thinking, are the Bengals ready to get in yes. run mode? Yes. Okay. I, I think so. I do, but I'm uh, leaning Cincinnati here. I am too. Yeah, take the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. And last but not least, a team that could easily be 0-4, the Las Vegas Raiders against, my God, Patrick Mahomes is just a freak of nature. <laughs> I mean, my God, yes. what he can do with both hands, running around like they're seeming like he's out of control, but he's totally in control. You know, minus seven against the Raiders. Raiders, who? Raiders at Kansas City, minus seven. Uh, Big-time rivalry with Oakland yes. and our day, Mark. I mean, Mark, Doug, was there anything the better than Kansas no. City's Oakland Raiders in the old no, AFL? It was, it was great, great rivalry. Yes, I mean, just fantastic. Uh, I'm sorry. Until somebody – I know Kansas City's lost one, but uh, uh, Vegas Raiders have showed me nothing. I like giving the seven here. Agree. My son is a Raiders fan, so <laughs> you, Luke DePlaga, Mike DePlaga. Yeah, him and Luke. They used to have that Raider room down there before you were in <laughs> age. Remember that? <laughs> With that old, that old big screen from the the projection from the back, yes. like it's like real dark in there. You yeah, know, you know that Al Davis was honored at uh, Gleshner Auditorium. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, it He's always good enough. for one or two of these every year. Even rock and, <laughs> rock and roll trivia. He knows Dion knows all kinds of trivia. You know? Yeah, uh, Felix Cavallari, the rascal. Oh yeah, right, yeah. We throw. Do you go to those uh, two walks? Do you go to the two walks? You've been to all of them. So yeah, what? What? How about the lineup coming up next? I'll, I'll be there. You be there? <laughs> red rubber ball. Jay in America. Are you? Oh, red, red, this red magic red moment. Ball. What about red rubber ball? Red, red, red rubber ball. Now you know who tokens are there. You know who wrote red rubber ball? No, I don't know. John Lennon, and. Uh, for that, the, the circle and Paul Simon. 
Yeah, it was yeah. in the Beatles. Were they in the circle? No, they wrote the song. Oh, okay. For the, oh, okay. Simon's done a cover, cover, but they wrote that together and gave it to Circle. Okay. S-C-Y-R-K. Okay, correct. Uh, anyways, we are done with the show, and real quickly, I want to thank Bob Slider on the board. No, thank you guys. I want to tell you, this setup uh, MGD has up here is phenomenal. I can't wait to come back. I can't wait to kick his rear end in bocce. Uh, but Mark, it's been a thrill. I, I love it up here. Any yeah. type of weather. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm going around. Thanks, I want to thank our guests that go around the panel last. Doug Huff, um, who made a spectacular entrance coming in. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I hope I don't get sued. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. A couple of games in the 50 to 55-yard range against Flores, but the majority of games against Flores and Tomlin is 35 yards or fewer for Josh Allen rushing. These two coaches have mostly been able to contain him in the past, so we'll see. Falcons at Tampa Bay. All of a sudden, this is an important game. How are the Falcons 2-2? Two and two? They haven't had that good of a start since 2017 when they went 10-6 and six and made the playoffs for the last time. Nobody expected, at least nobody I know, expected anything from the Falcons this year. But if they win this game, hey, they're going to be alone in first place in the NFC South a fourth of the way through the season. Tampa Bay has lost two straight games, both at home. And so if they were to lose this game, they would have lost three straight home games. Now, the other two games were against Super Bowl contenders. And it's really difficult to see a Tom Brady-led team lose three straight home games, especially when the third is going to decide who will be in first place. I expect Tampa Bay to win, but everybody knows the saying, on any given Sunday... Any team could beat another. Last week, I told you that four teams entered week four with a losing record despite having scored more points this season than they had given up. There aren't any teams with that scenario now. But the San Francisco 49ers are the only team in the NFC West with a positive point differential. And they've given up the fewest amount of points in the NFL. I'm Jackson Michael. This is the Game Before the Money. Visit thegamebeforethemoney.com and check out the Game Before the Money podcast. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. 
For nearly 34 years, those in the Marine Corps' base Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve, but passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file lawsuits seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation, 800-860-3973. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-860-3973. That's 800-860-3973. Again, 800-860-3973. Do you want to learn the secret to becoming a published author in a few easy steps? Here's all it takes with help from Dorrance Publishing. For over 100 years, we've assisted individuals like you to fulfill their dreams of becoming a published author. When you call right now, you'll be assigned your own personal consultant who will help you through the entire book publishing and design process. Then, your book goes into production. It gets promoted, distributed, and finally, made available where books are sold. If you've got a book idea, call Dorrance Publishing right now for a free consultation. We'll help get your great idea out of your head, on paper, printed, and sold. It's a free, easy call. We're trusted by thousands of book authors just like you. So don't wait another day. Call now. 800-847-1362. That's 800-847-1362. I got to interview Bob Stein a while back. Bob Stein was a rookie linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs in 1969, the season the team won Super Bowl IV. He played college football at Minnesota in his hometown of Minneapolis and was selected by Kansas City in the fifth round. You end up being drafted by the Chiefs. How did you find out that, that you were drafted? Back in those days, I forgot who they had called, but you literally got a phone call from the team. I was quite disappointed going in the fifth round after playing in all-star games and being on all-American teams for a couple of years. At the end of the season, Ed Podolak, who was my roommate there and came out the same year, he and I went into the Chiefs scouting office and asked if we could see our scouting reports. And just kind of a, on, a, on a lark, there was no particular plan involved and we thought hey i bet you know i wonder if tommy o'boyle will let us see our reports and he said no yeah no problem here it is gave us the books and i saw that ed and i both had the same numerical rating but he went he went in the second round and i went in the fifth round and so i asked tommy you know what was the deal or how did that happen and he said oh it was easy he said uh at the time of the draft, I was in the running for a Rhodes Scholarship, and so any you know anybody needing a linebacker figured there's a reasonable chance that uh, that I could I'd end up in England rather than in the NFL, and so it, I got pushed down to the fifth, which was very fortunate because I ended up going to the Chiefs uh, with and making some you know lifelong friends and having a team that won the Super Bowl my first year. Oh wow, that's great. And and wow, you, you were you were in the running for a Rhodes scholarship. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I ended up just being being a semi finalist. 
And then you, you arrived at the Chiefs, which you said was a, a great thing for you. What, what do you remember about uh, coming to camp? You, that, you know, that team had a, had a great defense already. And... I laugh at people saying I didn't exactly put him on my shoulders and carry him to the Super Bowl because I was backing up Bobby Bell, <laughs> who was the first Chief to go into the Hall of Fame and the best athlete I ever saw in any sport. And Willie Lanier, who was also enough, also went to the Hall of Fame as a fabulous player. So it's pretty hard to feel that you're tr- treated unfairly when those guys are ahead of you. In the 1969 AFL playoffs, Kansas City played a divisional round game against the defending Super Bowl champion New York Jets at Shea Stadium in New York. We spoke about a big play that Bob made and also discuss the AFL championship game against the Raiders and the Raiders-Chiefs rivalry. You guys played the Jets in the divisional round. And um, near the end of the game, the Jets were about to have a chance to, you know, have a, have a game-winning drive or a game-tying drive. And um, you recovered the fumble. Yeah, we punted, we punted out of our end zone. And I was the first guy down there, and uh, he, dry, he bobbled the ball, and I was able to recover it and ice it, and uh, was very ecstatic about that. Largely because you know you go you go from being a central figure on your college team, which not necessarily meaning that you thought you were better than anybody else, but you know you were part of the action and you know and, and part of the success. And uh, then you come to a team that loaded like the Chiefs, and six of the 11 defensive players are in the Hall of Fame now. Uh, and they're not the only ones, of course. And Len Dawson and Jan Stenerud, and, and there's other guys who deserve to be in. Certainly, Otis Taylor and, uh, deserves it. But, you know, they had this great team. We, we gave up in the three, three games in the playoffs, including the Super Bowl, we gave up 20 points total. That's an overlooked fact. That was, I mean, I maintain that was as good as any defense that ever played. And, and during that period, particularly, the AFL championship game was in Oakland, who had beaten us twice during the season. They're in, home and away. One of the great gratifications of that season was after we won that game and we were in the bus getting ready to leave the stadium seeing guys on the Oakland team come out of their locker room with suitcases. They had already packed their bags to go to New Orleans for the Super Bowl, figuring they are going to beat us. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah, plus they were that, – that was a big rivalry, that AFL Chiefs-Raiders rivalry. That was, that was one of those games – they use the expression that you, that game was so intense and so physical. The expression is you could play the game without a football and nobody noticed. Wow, what a great analogy to describe how intense that Raiders-Chiefs rivalry was. You might have been able to take away the football and people wouldn't notice. They'd still be going at it. Bob Stein also talked about Super Bowl Four and his experience there. As you heard him just say, the Raiders had already packed for Super Bowl IV before the AFL championship game. Super Bowl IV was the first Super Bowl that was played one week 
after the championship games were played that determined the participants. Usually there are two weeks between the championships and the Super Bowl. The last Super Bowl played one week between the championships and the Super Bowl was Super Bowl 37 between the Raiders and Buccaneers. Super Bowl 37 was also the last Super Bowl to be played in January. Now Super Bowls are played in February. Super Bowl 4 was played on January 11th, 1970. That's the second earliest date that a Super Bowl has been played. And here's Bob Stein sharing some of his memories of Super Bowl 4. You guys are the ones packing suitcases now to go to Super Bowl 4. What do you remember about that? What what stands out? Well, we weren't we weren't supposed to have any chance to win. People still thought there was a huge difference in talent level between the NFL and the AFL. We didn't. You know, the draft had been joint since 66, and we had a lot of guys who had chips on their shoulders over being a part of the American Football League for most of its 10 years, in some cases all 10, uh, and being told the whole time they weren't as good as the other league. So we were almost two touchdown underdogs, or like 13-point underdogs. I know Lamar Hunt often said after that he was so happy that the the four Super Bowls ended up two and two yep. between the AFL and NFL. Did did he did he address you guys before the game or or say no. anything or? No, he was a fabulous guy, and part of it was he he just kind of stood out of the way and. Let the football guys manage the football part. Uh, you know, I would argue that he's maybe the preeminent sportsman in American history when you consider he's in the Hall of Fame for the NFL, he's in the Tennis Hall of Fame, and he's in the Soccer Hall. No, he was just a really interesting, terrific guy, very down-to-earth with the players, uh, the whole family was, and so... It was easy to like it, but the players themselves, I remember two things. First, walking in the locker room uh, in Tulane Stadium and seeing some of the guys actually getting tears in their eyes when they saw that they had put the American Football League logo on a patch on our jerseys. That was a huge deal. And uh, I remember the first week of training camp, standing around before practice one day and listening to some of the veteran players talk about how horrible it was to get to the first Super Bowl and lose it and how how they felt like they had not only let down the, the team but let down the whole community and let down everybody uh, by losing and that absolutely to a man they'd rather not go to the championship game it was before the term Super Bowl invented by Lamar Hunt uh, but they'd rather not go to the game than go there and lose it. And at the time, you were the youngest player to play in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I was 21. And uh, it was before, you know, you could come out early. So now I guess I'm what the fourth youngest to have played. Even after all this time, when you can come out, you know, after your junior year, that's pretty amazing that you're still the, the, in the top five, even. What, what do you remember about playing in that game? You know, it was a big deal 
to play against the hometown team that where I was from. And, you know, I had so many people, you know, assuming and even saying we had no chance to win and feeling we had a really talented team. But, you know, until you play all the other teams, you don't really, it's very hard to compare them as a player. You can see them on film. And we just thought that our offense was going to score on anybody. We were going to put some points up, and we thought we could stop their their offense. And it was about as simple as that. We just didn't think that they were going to score many points on us. I'd like to ask you a little bit about Hank Stram. What stands out to you about Coach Stram? He was a one-of-a-kind personality. He was kind of driven by a lot of ego, and he's a very, very smart coach. I was very lucky to play for him. Hank was just creative and bright, and he had a great knack for finding edges in everything, and that's kind of the way he was. He was also, he also was hilarious. And I noticed this last week, they're still talking about matriculating the ball down the field. One of Hank's interjections uh, during the game, knowing he was mic'd, and, you know, the only coach in the history of the, of the Super Bowl to wear a mic, and he did it without telling the owner or the president of the club. <laughs> I mean, that in itself is quite a story. So he just he just set that up with NFL Films? They came to him and asked him. He said he was open to the idea, but they would have to exchange some coin of the realm. <laughs> So they offered him 500 bucks. He said, no way. He negotiated him up to $1,000. And on the sidelines, we were, we kept, I mean, a number of times, guys said, what's with Hank? You know, he, he's acting so different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's playing to the mic and, and the cameras. He was kind of hamming it up with saying crazy things like matriculating the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've had. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, is it possible to lend money at zero interest? And it totally is. Introducing Standby Cash. When you need extra cash, you can qualify for between $100 and $1,000 at Huntington. And it's free when you auto pay us back across three months. Why would a bank do that? Just to look out for people. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Without automatic payments, 12% APR. Eligibility requirements apply. Amount available is based on customer eligibility. Learn more at Huntington.com slash Standby Cash. My name is Michelle Doe Simmons, and I'm a urologist. I specialize in kidney stones. I do both treatment and prevention. So I operate, do shockwave lithotripsy, percutaneous nephrolithotomy, and ureteroscopy with laser lithotripsy. Kidney stones have a high rate of recurrence, and so uh, one of the goals is to prevent further stones from forming as well. I'm very glad and excited to be here, and I can't wait to get the program up and running. Tune in Saturday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. for Slider on Sports. Local, college, NFL, live and local only on the Watchdog. West Virginia Northern Community College has over 10 new programs. Check out these new offerings that can lead to a great career, including hospitality and tourism, industrial technology, elementary education, substance abuse intervention specialist, our 100% online criminal justice program, and more. New non-credit trainings include EMT, paramedic, CDL, and certified nurse assistant. Register for one of these new programs today or check out one of the other 70 programs West Virginia Northern Community College has to offer at wvncc.edu.
At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, is it possible to lend money at zero interest? And it totally is. Introducing Standby Cash. When you need extra cash, you can qualify for between $100 and $1,000 at Huntington. And it's free when you auto pay us back across three months. Why would a bank do that? Just to look out for people. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Without automatic payments, 12% APR. Eligibility requirements apply. Amount available is based on customer eligibility. Learn more at Huntington.com slash standby cash. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, is it possible to lend money at zero interest? And it totally is. Introducing standby cash. When you need extra cash, you can qualify for between $100 and $1,000 at Huntington. And it's free when you auto pay us back across three months. Why would a bank do that? Just to look out for people. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Without automatic payments, 12% APR. Eligibility requirements apply. Amount available is based on customer eligibility. Learn more at Huntington.com slash standby cash. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 141, would like to welcome all to the Game of the Week, and they wish all local teams and players a safe and successful season. The IBEW Local 141 proudly supports local student-athletes. Apprenticeship applications available daily at 82 Berkham Court in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling, and you can call them at 304-242-3870. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 141, lighting the valley for 110 years. It's a football night, or check that, it's a football afternoon in Bel Air. Today, the Shadyside Tigers travel north on Route 7 to take on the Big Reds of Bel Air. Let's head over to Nelson Field and up to the press box to Jerry Ames and Ryan Storm. Yeah, I think Blair's a team that, that probably, I mean, I, and 
we could say this, and you can laugh at us when we say it. The best three and four team around? <laughs> well, you look at their schedule. They lost their Garraway playoff con- uh, contender, as always. Fort Fry, probably semifinalist in Ohio. Right. Willing Central, who's going to go far. Probably win a single-way championship. And St. T last week. And St. T. So, yeah, I mean, that's there, there's no shame in losing to any of those four programs. No, and the way, what's good is the way uh, Ohio opened up their playoffs from 8 to 16 teams. It affords you the opportunity to play maybe a couple tougher teams and lose one and you still have some to work with. Deep for shady side here is Cole Micker and Elijah Brock. It's good just to see Elijah Brock out on the field. Yes, remember, he took a couple bad injuries. Yeah, his knee was hurt from him. Yep, so it'll be picked up by Brock at the 10. Out over the 20 to the 25, he spins forward. And the Shady Side offense will come out on the field, take over probably around the 26-yard line, 25-yard line. This is the OVAC Rivalry Series presented by West Virginia Northern Community College. Also want to thank Huntington Bank, WV Medicine, Wheeling Hospital, Fortis and Borders. And family talk about drinking and all the Anheuser-Busch distributors and ProMedica. Sure, it's just a lot. Bob, you see a six foot five guy back on the return team. Especially the deep guy. Elijah Brock, yeah. <laughs> you see him up there, but usually on yeah. the front line. So it'll be Wash under center for the uh, Tigers. They'll go twins receivers left, tight end right. And they'll fake the handoff. They'll pitch it. It's going to be a double pass here. And look to throw back to the quarterback, Wash. And almost intercepted. So what they did was kind of run a little bit of a reverse. They pitch it to Brock coming behind the quarterback. Brock looked to go Philly special and throw it to Wash running down the field. But Wash was du- double covered, and it just wasn't there. Yeah, it's actually uh, Dylan Booth was a split end, and he did a post route to clear out the left side. But the linebacker, Roth, did a very good job of staying. His, his eyes were alert. When you see your quarterback busting it real quickly, you, you know, you know something. How something good of a play was that by yeah, Roth? So that was Roth doing a very good job at linebacker breaking that up. Wash under center, eye formation for the Tigers. Single receiver to each side. This time the handoff up the middle. Carl Tesaurus. Tesaurus hit hard uh, after a, let's go, four-yard gain, bringing up third and six. They say third down seven. I'm going to make it third down seven. Only three-yard gain there. So this is where, you know, Shady Side, you look to get, just get the sticks here. Yeah, you don't want anything big. Maybe you can get like a seven-yard in route, comeback route. That's what you're looking for right here. You can single receiver to each side, eye backfield. The source, he'll roll left. He's looking downfield. No one open. This time he's going to take off and run. Running good move by, uh, oh, man, and Bennett hit hard at the end of that play. Man, just good to see him get up yeah. and lay in the wood to him. I believe that was Braden Beckett that time. The Braden Beckett, number 40. Yep. Oh, what a sophomore linebacker just came up and le- delivered a heck of a shot. And Wash, 23 yards, you know, we saw the last night, blood guy spinning into the uh, contact. He, he spun into that one, got hit pretty hard. Both Pettigrew's deep for Belair. That's Ray Ray and Max. Blocked a punt for Shady Side. High snap. Well, he goes up and gets it. He's thinking about faking it. Now he's going to punt it. And he gets off a beauty. And Max not going to fair catch this one. He's just going to take it, run over the 50, to the 45, push out of bounds around the 40-yard line. Dangerous play by Max Pettigrew, but he took it. 